I mean, what's pro football focus doing? Last week they had Brady. This week they got Brady. We're doing it. We're literally doing it differently from everybody else. As a matter of fact, moving forward from this point on, I will not make reference to PFL. Ready to get into it? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going team by team. I would be very careful with that sling and stuff. Am I going to get sued? Is that legal on this? I like football, like football season, all the things that go with it. Welcome in to the PFF NFL podcast, Steve Palazzolo, Sam Monson. We're live Monday morning, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. It's a great morning, Sam. We're letting the fans get involved here. Mm-hmm. Mock Draft Monday. Yep. But this is a listener, a viewer mock draft here. We've each done one. Um, so now it's time for the people in the chat box who keep telling us how wrong we are with our mock drafts. It's their turn. That's right. And then we'll, uh, do we get to trash it at the end? Sure. Jerks. This is the Works worst both mock ways. Worst mock draft ever. You crap on ours, we can crap on yours. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll turn the favor at the end. Um, so, yeah, tell your friends. Get in there. Get in there live. Have your voice heard with uh, this process of voting for the next draft pick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what we did, li- we did this last year. A lot of success. A lot of people liked it. The people liked it. And uh, we, you and I would suggest four names, throw those into a poll, and then let people vote. As we talked through the picks. Yeah. So the first number one yeah. should be fairly simple. You know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and then other. Will Levis. I mean, no. Just put, put all not, four quarterbacks there. It's just going to be other. It's not going to be put, We saw this week, there was breaking news this weekend. Was there? Yeah. What was the breaking news? Jim Irsay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, tweeted, um, I'm going to paraphrase because it's okay to paraphrase this type of tweet. Okay. We could do anything on draft day. We could go offense. We could go defense. We could trade up. We could trade down. And he had pictures of Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis. Okay. And uh, the people, again, were trying to look into, uh, you know, is there a pattern to these pictures? He put Anthony Richardson first. Was it first name alphabetical? No, it wasn't because it went A, then C, then B. What What was the reasoning here? So that was the breaking news. I mean, you know, like when you put in pictures in Twitter, there's like an order, like it, there's an order that it puts them in depending on how you upload them. There's no way that man was like arranging that properly. This is Jim Irsay. No, no faith in Jim Irsay. No. He definitely does his own tweets there, right? He's not, he doesn't have somebody. Oh, definitely. You could tell. There are way too many crazy tweets for it to be like corporate. Yeah, but he could have like some corporate and then some, uh, give me that, give me that password. Well, that's like Conor McGregor's Twitter account, where it's like he tweets and then somebody immediately deletes what he tweeted because you don't get in trouble (laughs) for that. What Conor meant to say. Yeah. Not even that. Just like, quick, delete it. So anyway, we're uh, going to have a fun show today, so we're going to get into it in just a minute. But first, a reminder that the PFF NFL podcast is sponsored by Western and Southern Financial Group. While you focus on your roster moves and this mock draft... Western and Southern's over there helping advance your money moves, buying your first home, planning to start a family, wondering how to make your money grow. Well, Western and Southern's playbook of life insurance, investment, and retirement solutions helps you rest assured on game day. Team up to understand needs and address goals with a game plan built just for you. Get started at westernsouthern.com slash PFF. It's like they're building your draft board for you. They're building that horizontal board for you. You'll, you'll know exactly what to do. You just take the best player available over at westernandsouthern.com. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. All right, man. We ready to go? Is Tyler? Tyler? Oh, look at this. They're already ready. Tyler, Mike, everybody's ready. So the Panthers are on the clock. Yep. Let's do this thing. We're going to follow it along. Mock Draft Simulator over at uh, PFF.com. 
the Carolina Panthers are on the clock for our viewers, and we've given them the choice of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or other. So go ahead, make your vote. I'm going to cast a vote, too. And you'll be able to follow along using PFF's Mock Draft Sim, pff.com forward slash mock. That will be on the screen the whole time if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening along, you're not going to have that. Or, in fact, the chat box. So, you know, it's more of a... Uh, more of a by proxy experience for you. It listening. is, but you're uh, you're listening and you're listening to what your uh, your colleagues are uh, are going to come up with. So uh, we've mentioned before the favorite to go number one overall is now Bryce Young. It is no longer C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're going to be hearing in less than two weeks here, Sam? That Bryce Young is the number one overall pick. It's starting to look that way. Um, if you list, if you sort of listen to the show all the way back at the combine, I think it was, uh, Mike was on, Mike Renner was on at the time and his theory was essentially, we're going to do this big song and dance. We're going to do a big loop and we're going to talk ourselves into everybody at number one. And ultimately the NFL is going to come back around to Bryce Young is just the best quarterback. He just is like, yes, he's tiny. It's concerning. There's no way around that. It's worrisome, to use Mike's word, but he's the best quarterback, and eventually the NFL will decide that as well, and he will be the guy going number one overall. It's starting to look like that's exactly what's happened. We went through a phase of talking ourselves into C.J. Stroud at number one. We went through a phase of Anthony Richardson's the highest upside. He's the guy to shoot for, and we're going to end up settling on Bryce Young's the safest. He's the best. He, He just is. His tape is so much better than everybody else's. When in doubt, lean on that. So he goes number one. You know what I was thinking this week that's really going to happen? No. Just before the draft, Aaron Rodgers news. Like something's going to happen. Yeah, remember he he broke his initial thing like the hour before the draft last time. Yeah. Two times ago. Schefter's sitting on something. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is is having second thoughts about going to New York. Breaking news at 7 o'clock here on mock, you know, on on, uh, NFL draft night one. Yeah, the entire pre-draft show was about Aaron Rodgers and would he get traded, and that didn't happen. Now, when he's supposed to get traded, something will happen. He will announce something, and the entire pre-draft show will be about Aaron Rodgers again. All right, well, the pick is in. I think it's pretty uh, pretty straightforward here. Other got 4% of the votes. We got some outsiders in there. Good for others. But it is Bryce Young with 52% of our viewers' votes. So Bryce Young will be the pick for the Carolina Panthers, according to the viewers of the PFF NFL podcast. That puts the Houston Texans mm-hmm. up on the clock. And Sam... So we're going to have – so we have to have C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. Will Levis. I'll just put the, I would put the three quarterbacks and Will Anderson okay. on here for the Texans. There right. is some smoke. There's some smoke around Will Anderson, right? Oh, How would you guys do that so fast? Or you just know? You guys just knew. Stroud, Richardson, Levis, or Anderson. There's a little bit of smoke about the Texans here because here's, here's what people think we know. That the Texans love Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. And that throughout this whole process, if it was Stroud first, Young second, Texans are happy. Didn't matter that they won a game later in the season. They were going to take Bryce Young anyway, and they're all good. However, now that the Texans might be in on Bryce Young, the Panthers might be in on Bryce Young, the Texans maybe don't love Stroud to the point where maybe they're, they've got pick 12. Maybe they're finagling some other options. How do I get Will Anderson? And then get Stroud later or get someone else. How do, what other options are there? So there's a little bit of smoke around that for the Texans. Yeah, well, there's been talk for a while that the Texans 
might not actually go quarterback at number two. That had been a thing for ages. And when it first came out, it was kind of like, well, that's that's ridiculous. Like, how could you not draft a quarterback at number two? And then I think some more meat got put on that bone, which is maybe Bryce Young is their guy and they think this is a one quarterback class. I mean, we've said this before, right? This is as much as the consensus board, I think, has all of these guys pretty high up, all four quarterbacks ranked highly on the consensus board because there's such a there's such a variety of styles and types of player and types of personality every nfl team is not going to view this as four quarterback strong it's going to view it as two quarterback strong or one quarterback strong and if that guy is gone what's the point like if you're i i think we would assume we would take the approach of you don't have a quarterback therefore you need a quarterback take the quarterback even if you don't think there's a good chance that they work out because Everybody is bad at this, so if you're wrong, it's a good thing. If you're right, okay, but you took the chance anyway. Whereas I think NFL teams view it as we just just don't think this guy has a chance of working out, so we're just setting the pick on fire. There's no point in drafting a guy at number two if you don't believe he can be a franchise quarterback going forward. And at this point, you know, everybody is chasing that true special talent, not just the guy that can come in and be, you know, Jared Goff for a few years so I think there's a very real chance if the Texans do believe that this draft is Bryce Young deep and nothing else they would move out of that pick or or draft Will Anderson man that would be but it would make them look ridiculous for winning that game late. yeah for season. winning that game late I mean it, it was Lovey Smith did it he's gone um it, it's Nick Casario in year three I mean I always I always think that matters right like when the when the 49ers a few years ago, they were the ones who didn't draft a quarterback early when they just got there. It was Kyle Shanahan just got there. John Lynch just got there, right? And I was thinking at that time, they have a six-year contract. You don't have to just draft a quarterback. Maybe they should have drafted Mahomes, though, in hindsight. That would have been smart. Uh, but you don't just have to force a quarterback. The Texans are kind of both, right? And Nick Casario is in year three, but it's the year one of D'Amico Ryans. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, if they think Bryce Young is a potential top eight guy, and Stroud is just a just a starter, right? That could sway them to try to do something else and say, okay, we'll get Will Anderson plus another just a starter, which could be Will Levis later on, and take take a shot on him. Because it also, by the pick. way, feels like you might you could if you know that you're going to be terrible, you know, which you're going to know pretty early in the season. Like there were a few teams that had an inkling that they were chasing the number one overall pick at some point last season, quite early on. You should probably like hurry up the scouting process on the top quarterbacks so that that information, you know, which one of these guys is the best should be had by week 18, you know? And yeah. You could say, I, I, but I think, you know, but you can't do the offseason process. They've got their film grades by then. They have an idea on film. I don't know the things that do. they're learning now are S2 tests and yeah. sleepovers and all that. You got to have a sleepover with the guy, right? You have to have the, you have to have those 12-hour meetings. Got to play Madden with him, make sure he understands. I don't but the the decision makers are not done with their film part at that stage. Like those guys barely touch the the scouting process until way after the season's done. Yeah, like maybe. That's the kind of time where it's all right, we're headed for the number 1 overall pick maybe. Um the tape has been done from the scouting. Let's check in. Let's check in with the scouts and find out what this quarterback class looks like. Because if it's one deep, we probably want to make sure that we pull all the starters for this Week 18 game the way Philadelphia did. So to yeah. assure them. I mean, like, next year, 
next year we could see some tank jobs um, because Caleb Williams is going to come across as yeah. as special as it gets. I don't think Caleb Williams will get this best prospect since label. It'll just be kind of like he's the next Mahomes. That's what the it's not going to be. He's better than Trevor Lawrence as a prospect. Maybe it will be, but it'll just be wow. This guy does. This is the closest thing to Mahomes with all the things he does, or it's Mahomes with more speed or something ridiculous. Um, but it might be true. Um, not that he'll be better, but he'll be, you know, traits-wise, comparable. All right, C.J. Stroud, he's the pick for the Houston 52%. Texans. 52% for our viewers here. That puts the Arizona Cardinals on the clock at three. Now, can we do trades, Sam? Ugh, no, because it's just too awkward. And it's way too much, right? So we're going to stick. We'll stick with our picks. So who do we have available for Arizona? It has to be the two big defensive players on on, on our board here, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Those guys certainly for sure. Um, then do we go Devin Witherspoon and Tyree Wilson? Because Tyree Wilson is well hang on. in play in reality. So here. the question is going to be, do we – this is a predictive mock draft rather than a what should the chat do? Yeah, it's thing. more predictive than anything. I do not – I I, in, I don't even know if I would go quarterback for the Cardinals if that's what you're... No, what I'm saying, though, is that we should be using the consensus board for these things rather than the PFF board. Um, so yeah, I'm on the consensus board. The, Christian the, Gonzalez is the number one consensus corner, is he not? True, you're right. So the, the next few players on the consensus board, we have Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, of course, Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, and Tyree Wilson. So let's do that then. That's fine. Take out Devin Witherspoon. Uh, so we'll go Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, and Tyree Wilson mm-hmm. as your four. And we'll put that up on the clock. Cardinals, what are their needs? Well, everything on the defensive side of the ball, uh, pretty much everything. Offensively, they're, they were, they're two, two years removed from having a pretty solid roster, right? Yeah. An offense that was coming together. The offensive line has enough pieces there, but they still probably need a little bit of help. DeAndre Hopkins looking for a trade or potential release. So he didn't get released yet, right? Hopkins? No. Right. So they need some help. But we, everybody's expecting defense, Cardinals to just grab the best defense player on the board if they can't trade out here. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, trade makes the most sense. But absent of that, you probably are picking the, the first defender off the board at this stage. <clears throat> the early returns are Will Anderson looking pretty good mm-hmm. in the poll here. He's right over 64%. Um, so we're uh, – this is chalk so far, right? This is this is what we would expect on draft night right now? Uh, yeah, I guess the, the first, that number one pick is the thing that's still, I think, a little bit up in the air, whether it is Bryce Young, whether it's C.J. Stroud, and that that's going to determine how the rest of it goes. But we're taking trades off the board, which I think at this point, most people have a trade in the top five, right? Most yeah. people have Arizona trading out or Houston trading out. There's some kind of trade happening in the top five, and we're not doing that. The uh, I'm trying to look for all of the props. So the we'll get to number four in a minute here. The favorite to go number four for the Colts is Will Levis over Anthony Richardson. So that could end up being what we're uh, what we're looking at for the Colts here. Let's see what the Cardinals. We got over 130 votes in there. Looks like it's going to be Will Anderson. 67. percent I think we can lock. I that think one we can up. call it. Can yeah. we get Can we get Kornacki on the phone here? Is this is this good enough? Is this strong enough to call here? We're calling Will Anderson for the Cardinals. Polls complete here. Christian Gonzalez only got 6% of the vote. People don't like taking corners that high. Not, not should at go back three. and Last year, we did see corners go three and four. Derek Stingley and 
of course, Sauce Gardner. So, Cardinals go Will Anderson. That puts the Colts up on the clock. As far as the consensus board goes, uh, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis both need to be up there at quarterback. And then we just put Jalen Carter and Christian Gonzalez on for this, or Tyree Wilson. Just throw some other defensive players, or do we just make it a three-man race? It's two QBs and Jalen Carter. Yeah, probably. for the Colts. It's so, not even. Is, is it even that? It's just the two quarterbacks, yeah. right? Um, they might trade down. This okay. is where think about. Speaking of smoke here, there's a lot of smoke around Hendon Hooker being in the first round, and he has been linked to many teams. He's been linked to the Colts. He's been linked to the Vikings. Yeah, and it goes back to like if if these teams actually have a top two quarterbacks, not a top four. So there's a big two instead of a big four. Do the Colts and some of these other teams who could draft a quarterback just say, okay, we don't want to take the next tier of quarterback, or if we're going to take the next tier of quarterback, Hendon Hooker's in there. There's also a lot of people putting Hendon Hooker in their top three. Yeah, there's more people doing this now. I. All, so all I'm saying, I'm not saying that means it's true or that means like all it means is if there are people out here, media land doing this, some NFL teams are probably doing that too. I, I don't know if that's true though. This this feels like an abnormal draft for people wildly pushing like extreme views on certain players and. It actually feels like a draft where I think the consensus board is a thing to lean on a lot relative to everything else out there if you want to actually predict what's going to happen. Um, Timo uh, Riska had an article today using Arif Hassan's uh, consensus big board, which apparently is basically 80% capable of predicting any given pick in, in any year and is stable all the way through the draft. So it's not like it's just good for the top 32 picks and then tails off. It's basically, it's 80% down the entire draft. So using the consensus board is going to get you 80% of the way there in terms of predicting where these outliers are going to end up. So guys like Hendon Hooker, you know, the, the consensus board is actually, I think, a pretty powerful tool in terms of predicting where these people are going to land. And he is, where is he, outside of the top, certainly outside of the top 30. I actually can't even find him. Where, how deep do you I mean, I go? think last, the one I'm looking at. 62. Yeah, on the, the one I have. consensus big board. I'm not using a Reeves. I apologize. Wow. Reef, listener of the show. I'm at NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. Huh. Hooker's 39 now, though. There. Yeah, well, he's 62 on Reeves, which is the one that's been shown to have an 80% strike rate. I don't know what, I don't know what the efficacy one. of the one you're using is, but... Oh, no, this, one, this one's around year-round here, and a Reef just accumulates his. Yeah, and that's probably why it's better. What? That doesn't make any sense. Of course it does. All right, let's check the poll. 162 votes in. It's 55% for Anthony Richardson. I don't know if there's enough time for Will Levis to come back from a 10-point. you got to make up 10 points here. No? It's not oh. like basketball where that can happen in a couple of minutes. They call a couple timeouts, hit a couple threes. Mm -hmm. Reggie Miller comes off the bench against the Knicks. Magic can happen. It can happen. Mm -hmm. But it looks like Anthony Richardson, he's uh, moving away. He's up to 56%. It looks like it's going to be Anthony Richardson here for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's, let's lock it in. Richardson to the Colts. As I said, on DraftKings right now, it's Will Levis. Here are the favorites to go number four for the Colts. Will Levis, then Will Anderson, then Anthony Richardson, then C.J. Stroud. I would say that's the first um, surprise. I don't think that's a particularly common mock uh, mock pick. 
So I'm, I, I, there was a point in the mock draft or in the draft process where I thought, hey, Will Levis might be the guy that drops. Now I'm of the mind, as I said on the show and tweeted, it might be Anthony Richardson. Jeremy Fowler had uh, had an article put out where he polled, uh, what did he say it was, like two dozen NFL execs of some variety uh, or other that was on all these quarterbacks. Um, and essentially was asking, you know, how high could he go? How low could he go? And then generally talking about them. I found it pretty interesting, sort of the range, because the lowest anybody had Bryce Young was two. So remember, there was talk. There were a lot yeah. of bets we got in that, hey, Bryce Young's going to be the guy that falls. Teams are going to freak out over the size. He'll be the guy that drops. Nobody had him dropping lower than two. So it was whatever happens if Hugo's number one, Bryce Young is going two. Uh, there was a little bit more of a range on C.J. Stroud, but he was pretty strong as well. But nobody had Levis dropping outside of the top 10, I think. Like, his floor was basically 10. Yeah, I think I, I think Daniel Jeremiah first put out a mock that said, hey, what if he dropped to uh, Tampa Bay? Hmm. You know, middle of the first or whatever it was. So, anyway, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Uh, so, <clears throat> the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. are on the clock after Anthony Richardson goes here. Uh, do we put Will Levis as an option for them as well? Yeah. Just because? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll give him Will Levis as an option. We'll give him Hendon Hooker as an option. No, no. stop it. Uh, Jalen Carter, still on the board. Christian Gonzalez and Tyree Wilson. All right. Uh, so I would say Levis, Jalen Carter, uh, Tyree Wilson, and pick a fourth. Gonzalez? I Keep Gonzalez up there. They do need a corner opposite Tariq Woolen. Yeah. But because they also they really need pass rushers, the the Seahawks are mostly mocked Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, or dropping Will Anderson. Those seem to be the most common mock draft picks here for Seattle. Yep. Okay. So that's the poll, right? We got that going. Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, Christian Gonzalez, and Will Levis, all available here for the Seattle Seahawks. Walt's already in with Jalen Carter at number five. This mm-hmm. is this is where his where's his mock draft? Walt.com or something? <laughs> is he Walter Football? Maybe he's Walter Football. It seems unlikely. It does seem unlikely. Uh, so Seattle Seahawks. Do we think they're gonna be in the market for a quarterback? Probably not if it's the fourth option here. Yeah, I I don't. Um maybe they they feel like a team that could be interested in Anthony Richardson. Like he he seems like it. I think a lot of teams would buy into this idea that he needs to sit for a year, even if I'm not sure I, I buy that myself. Um, but he feels like a few teams that have a bridge quarterback, like a Geno Smith, could snag an Anthony Richardson, buy into the upside, buy into the fact that you don't need it to happen day one and still absolutely be in that market. Um, but if Richardson's gone, I don't think you want to do that with Will Levis. So, and you almost certainly don't want to do it with Hendon Hooker. Um, so I'm not really buying that. Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, like some some people pushed back on me after my mock draft where it said, hey, you're the GM. I'm the GM. I'll make all the moves. And they said, well, Steve GM always says to pick all the quarterbacks, no mm-hmm. matter what. Don't even care about your evaluations. Right. And there's so some you should be in Hendon Hooker at five. Some truth. Just take just take quarterbacks. He's the next one on my list. We need quarterbacks. Let's let's grab him. Well, I would go Levis here if I was doing that. Okay. Going with that strategy. Yeah. So after Levis is gone is when you would draft Hendon Hooker. Yeah. All right, how's the how's the poll looking here? I'm going to make my vote. Oh, this is it's another landslide. Here's what I'm curious about. Are our listeners going to be swayed by our Tyree Wilson analysis? I doubt it. He seems to be a consensus top 8 guy across the league. I think our I think our listeners are going to be swayed. I think they're going to view Tyree Wilson as a mid-first guy. 
even though the PFF draft board has him in the top eight. It's it's just you and I that don't have him up there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're calling it. We're calling it for Jalen Carter. Get get your Lions picks ready to go. Jalen Carter is going to the Seattle Seahawks. And again, I don't, I don't think anything here is surprising. You know, if if on draft night it goes Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Will Anderson, yeah, either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson at four for the Colts, and then Jalen Carter to the Seahawks. I, I think. mean, at this point, the only surprising thing has been that there have been no trades taking place relative to like expectations. It's um, because we outlawed them, right? But in terms of actual picks, yeah, this would be reasonable, understandable. All right, that puts the Detroit Lions up on the clock. I think you have to put both corners up there. So Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon. Do we keep Tyree Wilson up there? Yeah. And uh, the next guy on the – this is going to be tough to keep track of here. On the uh, consensus board, the next guy up is Peter Skaronsky. I think either Skaronsky or Levis should be your fourth option. What do you guys think? Do we go – Can't ask the chat to – It's too much of a delay pre, here. Pre-subscribe their own, uh, their own poll. I mean, I don't, I don't think Levis is going to be in play here at six. No? For the Lions. I think the Lions could be like if if there's going to be a quarterback, it would be you know Hendon Hooker at 18 or something. But I don't know. All right, go Levis, go Levis. They could. I mean, they could go Skaronsky here. Just oh, also at some really point, shore up guard. We're, we're in the range where the predictive nature and the consensus board aspect of things is going to start to compel Bijan Robinson being in the poll, despite the fact that we would never do. Bijan's so. Bijan's going to be in the poll soon. Bijan could be and, here, and in fact, here like could be the guy. You put Bijan in here. Yeah. Now there's too many options. Right. Who's our so fourth option? We need an answer. The, the, the chat wants Bijan. I think put Bijan in there. Put Bijan in. Bijan at six. Why not? <laughs> um, I, I mentioned this before. By the way, we did get an email from someone. I don't know if you read this one. Someone who was... I've read the emails for a while. We, we need to catch up. There's, there are some good bets. We need to scour. There's a few more bets. There's a few people who thought we overlooked them uh, in, the, in our you know, the, predict, you know, the predictions show. Mm-hmm. Got to go back and give them some love. But there was a guy who criticized our NFL history ability. Our NFL knowledge. history ability knowledge. What the hell are you saying? Our, our, you know, they said we would reference things in the past and just be way off. Like what? I, I don't know specifically, but well, he was, how is that he was like, I'm a huge fan of 90s and 2000s football, which I am as well. <laughs> and they were upset that when we would go back and we would just be wrong. Okay, I'm gonna need like specific examples. Otherwise, I would, yeah, that's just, I, like, I would, I would suggest that he follows up feedback. with specific examples. Um, oh yeah, what happened? Oh yeah, the poll's wrong. We did. This was supposed to start with Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon. Yes, and then Tyree Wilson. Yeah, delete it. That's all right. Delete We're starting it. over. We're starting over. We got it. We got it, guys. We got it. The Lions are gonna pick through the two corners. Two corners. Chris, uh, Devin Witherspoon and Christian Gonzalez. Tyree Wilson and Bijan. There we go. We're coming back. We, look, feedback Fine. taken. Yeah. The, Where I'm not taking feedback is the fact that we don't know NFL history. Well, I mean, it's entirely possible that we said things that are wrong. Um, oh, that's true. The memory fails, particularly at our age. But I, we're going to need examples. You can't just be like, you guys are idiots. You keep saying wrong things. I mean, possible, but I'm going to need I, to know where we, we screwed up to address it. As we get closer to the draft, I do love to watch old draft shows. Just, you know, 1999, 2004, 2005. I watched a little 04 recently. I mentioned that. I watched a little 05. Just started 05 the other day. I might live tweet through it. Like, hey, guys. Live big tweet news. the 05 draft. Live, three, live tweet the 05 draft. Like Alex Smith's off the board. We'll see where Aaron Rodgers lands. You like know, that, that type of uh, thing. 
Like that Twitter account that like live tweeted the Second World War. Yes, As if exactly. It, you know, literally live, like yeah. five years. We're storming the beaches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a Patriots account that does that too, like every game from like 01. It's like, we just won, all right, you know, good start to the season. Blah, it's blah, like blah. people need a hobby. It's pretty hilarious. A better hobby than that. Um, but I might do that. But in 04, the big news was Steven Jackson was falling. The running back out of Oregon State who landed with the Rams eventually. That was big news. That huh? was that was like the draft back then. It's like where are the quarterbacks going and oh, where are the running backs going? Like what, that's all they seem to really what focus What was the 04 on. draft? What's the top? That was Eli Manning. Okay. Hey, oh, hey. so much drama at the top there with Eli. Maybe I'll live tweet that one again. Yeah. Eli. Yeah. Eli. He says, I don't want to go to the Chargers with the number one overall pick. The San Diego Chargers select Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. And he just got this look on his face like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Then they trade him an hour later and the whole deal. All right, so that's it. Picks in, man. People want Devin Witherspoon. 63% to the Lions. Witherspoon to the Lions at six. Um, So that goes against the consensus. It does. But again, I think our listeners are going to listen to us. You and I both had Devin Witherspoon as our top corner. There's not much in it. I mean, the consensus has Gonzalez at seven, Witherspoon at 11. Uh, You know, so there's only a few picks in between. Consensus is actually really high on Miles Murphy relative to uh, what I thought. He's just been all over the place. All right, so let's go. So the the Raiders are on the clock here. <clears throat> the Lions. It's. Uh, I'll talk about the Lions pick in a second, but we got to get the next. That's what we'll have to do. Get the next mm. options up while we're talking about the previous pick. Okay. Christian go. Gonzalez. Yep. Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. Will Levis. Yep. And Peter Skaronski. Okay. Is that okay for the Raiders? I think so. They're all needs. They're all potential needs, and they're the next players on the consensus board. Yep. Now, if Mike Mayock was still here and John Gruden was still here, I would scroll down and I would add, like, this is where they would take, like, Brian Brissy. Mm. Now, somebody emailed us in, actually, to pull us up on the the Mike Mayock hate and was saying, you know, Mayock takes too much crap for this because, obviously, it was John Gruden with the final say and Gruden was the guy. Because remember, there was always this theory that Gruden, like, took control and selected all the crazy guys at the top of the draft. And then, like, day three was when he got bored and just checked out. And that's yeah. when Mayock would go to work and make all his picks. And it, the, the Raiders, like, throughout that tenure had that thing where if you flipped their draft board upside down, it made more sense. Like, if you, if you looked at day three, it was better than days two and one. I mean, I buy that to a degree. You're right. Mayock does probably take too much crap for that. Probably. Found, like, but Nate Hobbs it's also, and all these, you know. Max Crosby and these yeah, guys. It is also difficult to know, right? Like if if he had no say whatsoever on days one and two, then yeah, Mayock takes too much crap. If, however, he was on board and part of the whole drafting terrible players with their first round picks, then no, he doesn't take too much crap and he can't yeah. rescue his reputation by finding a few gems on day three. The first round misses were all egregious because they yes. were they weren't the the Raiders missing all of their first round picks. They went against the consensus every single play. So it was like, hey, we're going to you know, stick our neck out yeah. against the grain. And none of them hit. It was the double whammy. The best whammy. player they found right. was the running back, Josh, ja- Jake, Josh Jacobs. Right. It was the double whammy of you reached relative to everybody else and you got it wrong. Like you can't do both those things. If you're going to reach, you got to get it right. And they didn't. Uh, just to wrap up the Lions analysis here, I think that's my favorite pick for them at six now. Witherspoon. At, which is Devin Witherspoon. Um, he's... I think he's. I, th- I feel good about him as the best corner. I, I, I just like Witherspoon at six for the Lions. I think that's the best. I think that's the, not their best option because you we, could have a falling yeah. Jalen Carter or something like that. But if the draft goes like that, 
I think Devin Witherspoon, I feel really good about that pick for the Lions. I love Witherspoon's tape. Like, I, we, PFF and its various uh, social media guises tweeted out my cornerback rankings in graphic form over the weekend. And obviously, Christian Gonzalez is low. And to be fair, and they Brian actually, Branch is on there. No, no, no. They actually did me a solid by stripping Brian Branch out. Oh, so that's Gonzalez is only six, six not seventh. Yeah. And yet, the amount of like abuse hurled my direction because Christian Gonzalez is number six in my cornerback rankings was unbelievable. Even in this world of like that's the default position for people. But like, I would encourage people to watch Witherspoon and Gonzalez tape back to back, and the difference that those two guys have in actual on-field play is mind-blowing. Now, Gonzalez is a better athlete. He's more prototypical size. He has absolutely sick movement skills. But we are projecting that to becoming a better player in the NFL than he has been in college, which is a huge gamble, particularly at the cornerback position. When, who is it? Um, What's the, uh, Haley, what's her name? The the girl that... um, that Matthew Collar hired for Purple Daily. She had, I need to find out her name because I need to give her credit for this, but she had a, an article that kind of looked at uh, PFF college grade, coverage grade, and then NFL grade and how that projects. And there's like, Sauce Gardner is the only player that's like improved from one to the other. So by definition right now, we are saying for Christian Gonzalez to be the number one corner in this draft, either all cornerbacks suck this year or... Gonzalez needs to be a better NFL player than he was in college. And right now there's one guy in a run of like several years that's ever done that. And it was Sauce Gardner who went from elite to even more elite at the next level. So my point with Gonzalez all the way along has simply been that this is a much bigger projection than people are giving it credit for. And if you think it through a second you'll discover that that should be concerning. Coverage grade is one way of looking at it. I've got way more data points in there as well, and I will back Haley that English. up. Haley English? Yeah. Yes. Um, so good job, Haley. That's great. Um, and I'll back that up and say I've got Gonzalez in about the 60-something percentile. That's about a – we'll call that a 13% hit rate, whereas I have Witherspoon, who officially broke into the 90th percentile in the model after some recent uh, changes, and that's about a 41% hit rate. So we're going to go from 12%, Gonzalez, 41% for Devin Witherspoon. Okay, so 6 out of 34. We've got to let this poll keep going. It's close here six for the Raiders. 6 out of 34 first and second round cornerbacks since 2019 had one NFL season, just one, where they improved on their college coverage grade, one of which was Sauce Gardner, who obviously has had one year. Um, Interesting. So essentially, if you're banking on a guy being a better cover corner in the NFL than he was in college. That's a good way of looking at it. That's quite scary. And that's exactly what people are doing with Christian Gonzalez, because at best at the college level, he's been above average. That's actually one of the things I'm going to go back and look at right now. Of the players who improved, that's what I'm going to do this week. Of the players who improved, were they all traits guys? Right. Were they all great athletes and everything, right? Like the easiest one would be like Tariq Woolen would be the easiest. He got so much better in one year in the NFL than he did in all, at any point in college. And you would immediately point to, of course, he's the longest and fastest and quickest corner we've ever seen in life. Of course he got better. But is there some like TJ Edwards, terrible athlete at linebacker who just got, you know, is better no, at the NFL? Just level? looking at the list now, they all have at least good traits. Yeah, and so again, what I what I've studied, if you are going to bet on traits at certain positions, corner is one of them. If you're going to bet on traits 
at least equivalent to production. So that's where Christian Gonzalez might have an advantage. The only one, by the, the polls way. polls close, by the way. It's Levis 33%. Gonzalez is 32%. I want to let this ride. We got it. We need an answer here. The Levis only, just, grabbed a, just grabbed a point. The only one of those corners, by the way, that took the kind of jump that would make this, that would justify the Christian Gonzalez being the number one consensus corner, in my opinion, is Tyson Campbell, who went from a 73.6, so a little bit better than Gonzalez has been, but in the same kind of ballpark, to this borderline all-pro season of 81.2 coverage grade. Like, that's the kind of jump we're talking about. That's the jump people are envisaging for Gonzalez. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. We've got a suggestion in the chat. I want to circle back to that discussion. Hold it for a second. Like, this is is election night type of stuff here. We got a one. It's now tied. It's now tied. Will Levis and Christian Gonzalez. We need a new poll. We need a runoff between Will Levis and Christian Gonzalez. New poll. Will Levis versus Christian Gonzalez, straight up. It was too close to call. This is like when we go to the dude who's the the John, whatever his name is. He dives into the the specific. Uh, Let's go into the counties. Yeah, we got yeah, Walt County over here. Right. I don't know. He's he wants us to trade and do all this other stuff. We got some other people. So now it's straight up Levis versus Gonzalez. Get in there, make your votes, and uh, the Raiders pick is coming up here. I, but one thing I would say to Haley to change that. So she's doing it like the season level. We know coverage grades. Well, she early. did. She did season one season in the NFL against college career grade. Okay, is what I got she's you. doing. That's what yeah. that was anyway. Which she, I don't think she probably has access to, but I, she's, she seems to. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just the one season stuff, you know, because we know it's volatile and all that stuff. But it's just when you have an extreme data point, like only six have improved it. Right. I think that's pretty telling. So that's interesting. Yeah. All right, so we have a runoff here with the Raiders. And uh, we got Levis with an early lead at 53%. We'll give it a couple more minutes here with the Raiders on the clock. And coming up at number eight is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, are we going to give them Will Levis if he's still available? Is he still going to – is he an option here for the Falcons at eight? I saw – so you know Levis has the the weird things of the mayo and the coffee, which is turns out was sort of more of a joke than it was a thing. But I saw a video – and he supposedly had a thing where he eats bananas with the skin on them. Right now, bananas are evil. Just from a like, people eating bananas is already a red flag to me. Those things are disgusting. They're evil. I can't understand how people can eat a banana. They they have this furry texture that freaks the hell out of me. Anyway, I saw a video of him staring, eyes locked on the camera, just eating a banana without peeling it. Just like the whole thing, start to finish, and that's that's not right. That shouldn't happen, and that's concerning. That was no like, hey, I did this once for a joke. That's like, I'm going to stare you down and eat this banana with the skin on it. Can't have that from my starting quarterback. We got some, we, uh, you get a lot of pushback on the banana takes here, Sam. I, bananas I bet half the people are, are in on it. So we close the poll. It's over. Will Levis is the pick for the Raiders. 52%. All right. Over 200 people voted in the runoff. So Will Levis will be the pick for the Raiders at number seven. That's the top four quarterbacks off the board and then three defensive players. That's what we have so far. That puts the Falcons up on the clock. And what do we have for their options? Christian Gonzalez comes back as an option here for the Falcons, the cornerback out of Oregon, Tyree Wilson, edge from Texas Tech. Then Peter Skaronsky, guard from Northwestern. He could be in play for the Falcons. Uh, and Bijan, look at you calling him a guard right out there. Oh, yeah, I did. You're buying into Tackle propaganda. Guard. Tackle guard. And then Bijan. Yeah. Bijan's got to be on this poll at this All point. All right, put Bijan on there as the fourth. So Skaronsky, Bijan, Christian Gonzalez, and Tyree Wilson. 
all on the board for the Falcons here at number eight. So this is where I think Tyree Wilson's going to he's going to go. This is where our our listeners, as much as they might be swayed by our analysis, that they're influenced by us, they're going to be more influenced by the public sentiments that Tyree Wilson can't drop below eight for the Atlanta Falcons because he's got 34-inch arms, really produced last year, breakout season in the Big 12, unlimited pass rushing potential. They're going to see Tyree Wilson here. That's my that's my guess. Yeah, and that's like that. that's where the early returns are. Early just returns, on. absolutely. Early returns are Tyree Wilson in the viewer mock here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me the safest player is Skaronski. If you want safe, safest player is Skaronski. As far as getting getting the getting value for the pick, even though he's a potential guard, I don't love this spot though. I don't like these options. No, this was like my mock. This this was the spot that I was most. Uh, unenthused with is I got to number eight Atlanta was up I'd made a couple of moves already and you're like ah I don't like any of the options here and because you don't like any of the options there it's difficult to imagine a trade in this scenario like who nobody's trading up for any of these guys right um I of these players though even with your Christian Gonzalez hate here's how I would try to influence you right not only would the payoff of hitting on a corner be better than hitting on Tyree Wilson at edge, Peter Skaronsky at guard for the Falcons, and Bijan Robinson at running back. But Christian Gonzalez at corner, even though my model doesn't love him overall because of his production, if you're betting on a corner, I'm telling you, it's, it is traits-wise because you can look at 90th percentile workout warriors, and they have similar hit, rate, hit rates to 90th percentile model players overall. So Gonzalez is in the 90th percentile for the Combine. So all those movement skills, yeah. everything that Dane Brugler talked about on our show last week. Go listen to the, the Dane show. Um, Dane talked about getting all the feels when he was watching Christian Gonzalez play. Loved his movement. He's young, still developing, all these different things. You could talk me into Christian Gonzalez just because of that, even though the on-field production isn't there just yet. Yeah. I No, I think that's true. Look – Somebody um, brought up the idea when they were hurling abuse in my general direction is, uh, you know, there's no way Christian Gonzalez is a will be a better or or worse NFL corner than Emmanuel Forbes. Right. Because Forbes at that size, 166 pounds, there's he simply can't be elite at the next level. You're like, okay, I can kind of buy that as as an argument that Forbes has limitations that mean he cannot be an elite level NFL corner. But I would simply argue that you're probably setting your bar, either you're setting your bar too high in terms of expectations. Like the chances are none of these guys will be elite NFL corners because that's the strike rate of the draft. Like you tend not to find those guys. But should you be looking for that to the exclusion of safety, right? My opinion would be Forbes has a better chance to be a good player than Christian Gonzalez. But Gonzalez probably does have the higher upside because he has the prototypical size, movement skills, all those kinds of things. So if you're saying, I am looking for the guy that has the high ceiling and can become an elite player, then yeah, Christian Gonzalez will shoot up your board and might be the top guy because he's got the best composite of that. But if you're taking kind of more realistic baseline and saying, look, chances are none of these guys are Sauce Gardner. Um I'm going to look at the guys who are most likely to be like useful contributors that would start with Devin Witherspoon and it would push guys like Emmanuel Forbes higher than Christian Gonzalez because we've seen better play from him. I mean, if you're looking for an elite corner, you would just call me and hire me with my draft model because 100% of elite corners were 90th percentile players in my model. So 
It's the only place to find him. Mm. Tyree Wilson's the pick here okay. for the Atlanta Falcons. At number eight, the viewers are going Tyree Wilson. So we're going to – this happens every year. Same guy's going to be on the poll for the next – for the next pick here. The Falcons have been looking for edge defenders everywhere. They get, they're get they potentially getting their guy here in Tyree Wilson. The Bears are on the clock, so we know we're going to have Peter Skaronsky yep. once again. We should have Christian Gonzalez once again on the poll. We should have Bijan on the poll. Bijan for the Bears. And I would say, so you could go Paris Johnson based off the consensus board. I would say Jackson Smith and Jigba, though, hmm. as an option. We've talked about this as a they should go receiver option here, don't you think? Uh, that they sure. could go receiver. They could. He's 12th on the consensus board, right yeah. behind his teammate Paris Johnson from Ohio State. I would say Jackson Smith and Jigba is the fourth. Interestingly, uh, according to Arif's consensus board, which, have, as we discussed, is better than whatever thing you're Why using. Why would it be better? Because we've got verifiable data on this one. You're just, who knows what yours one, your one does. Could be anything. Um, Arif's could be anything. It isn't. We've seen it. It's got backed up provable historical data the data science guys have run the rule over it and said it's good it's got the analytics thumbs up that's all i need they should use this one uh it has it still has jordan addison above jackson smith and jigba oh yeah that's definitely right 17 and 18 admittedly they're like one after the other but that's I this one has addison that. as 20 and because this one's dynamic it says addison's peak was 12 because <laughs> it's dynamic yeah. Okay. But uh, I think Smith and Jigba, absolutely. By that, the way. That's, that's wrong. The entire NFL saying Smith and Jigba is the only first-round receiver. It has both of them below Quentin Johnston. Yeah. It also has Quentin Johnston's name spelled wrong, so that's not a great— All right, Well, we need, to, we need to agree on a consensus board. But there's no way I'd put Jordan Addison on the board here at 9. So did we get a poll? We need a poll. Peter Skaronsky. Yeah. Uh, Bijan. Christian Gonzalez. And I say Smith and Jigba. There you go. JSN. It's there. It's up. It's time to go. I'm voting Bijan. I'm voting Bijan. Like, I had this feeling when the Bears made this trade. They're going to trade down and get the running back. And, you know, our, our, our listeners, our viewers know. Sometimes uh, I'll talk myself into the great running back with the dynamic runner. I go would. ahead. Go ahead. Defend this. Go ahead. Defend Justin Fields yeah. and B. John Robinson in the backfield at the yeah. same time. Probably should have had Paris Johnson on this over Jackson Smith and Jacob. But, you know. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they, you, you do they, you. they need a tackle over a guard, right? Is that what we've determined? I mean, probably. But you've got, well, you, you lumping. We can, uh, do, we can do write-in votes. <laughs> if enough people, t- write it in. If, you, if enough people want Paris Johnson, I'll count on myself. I'll count on myself. <laughs> Paris Johnson, PJJ. All right. Can we stop with the with the PJJ, Paris Johnson Jr.? Can we stop with the abbreviations until they're mainstream? You can't just drop PJJ there. Okay. There, well, it's happening. Oh, gosh. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of – I just tricked you into more engagement. How many – I just many? tricked you into making the YouTube algorithm like us more. You volunteering to do it. How many are there? Hey, did you count them up? 96. What do we got? 104, 122. That's quite a lot of One Paris. for Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, 150. Let's mm-hmm. see what the real poll says. Nobody even won. The real poll says Peter Skaronsky, but we're going to overrule. That's 249 votes, 60% of that. <laughs> Off the top of my head, Paris Johnson looks like a write-in vote for Paris Johnson is the winner. Yeah, you don't often see that. You don't often see that. I was glad we uh, – look at that. 
they rocked the vote. They did it. I mean, they, they rallied the troops. That's democracy in action. That is. That's how you do it. Uh, so, poll's wrong. Yeah. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. Run that same poll maybe for the Eagles. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr., PJJ, as everybody seems to know, uh, is the pick here for the Bears. He'll jump in and start a right tackle for them. I don't hate that. No. Maybe, that you know, maybe left tackle if they want to move Braxton Jones mm-hmm. on the other side. Though I wouldn't. I think he's earned a shot to see if he can improve year Agree. two where Paris, he gets to. So Paris Johnson. He's the pick for the Bears at nine. That puts the Eagles up on the clock at ten. All right. Who are we looking at here? Well, you and I have given them Brian Branch on multiple occasions. Admittedly, possibly in two different spots, depending on which first-round pick we gave I, him. I wouldn't even add him here. He's number 20 on the consensus big board. 24 on the, mine. The correct consensus big board. Um, what? Go ahead. Do so, you put Christian Gonzalez and Skaronsky on these, on this one too, for the Eagles? I mean, Skaronsky would make sense if they, they project him. <laughs> if they project him in at guard, that would be quite an Eagles pick to you know continue to future-proof that offensive or line. Future tackle. I think that makes some sense. Bijan, uh, Bijan, because everybody wants that. Yeah. And who's the next? You got to have some sort of like Miles Murphy, power edge. Miles Murphy's Murphy is number ten on this consensus board. Uh, Reef doesn't have enough data. We've given them um, Kalijah Kansi a lot. He's a lot lower on this consensus board, thirty-two. I mean, if, if people want to write in Canty, we'll let them do that too. But I don't sure. know if there's enough steam there. So this is where the draft gets really difficult because as the board veers, you want to have a, you know an eight-person poll, but we're not. We can't do that, right? We're, we're tapped out at four. People are saying you're wait. Oh, Drew says you're wasting slots by putting Bijan on there. Maybe our listeners wouldn't take Bijan, and we just shouldn't do that. That's a lot of people. I mean, they Bijan did just draft the Tyree Wilson. Every every draft I did, people were telling me that Bijan's going to the Eagles. Nolan Smith, yeah, you gotta have Bijan there. All right, so what? So Skaronsky, Christian Gonzalez, Bijan, and people want Cansey over. Uh, Cansey, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Yeah, one people of those want guys. All right, Kalijah Cansey, put him up there as an as an option. Let's go. Let's see what the Eagles are going to do here. What would you do? I would take. Can would I? I would be between Kansi and Skaronsky from this pairing. I think, I think I would go Skaronsky. I think I probably would at this point simply because I would I would like my chances of maybe snagging Kansi lower down and I could be tempted into going after that later. I mean early returns, 143 votes in. We got Bijan Robinson well yeah. into the lead. People were complaining about Bijan being on the poll. He's leading it right now. Only one person complained. Just, no, just no, shows. Multiple people. Oh, really? They yep. said Forget with, well, Bijan's going to be off the uh, off the list from now on because he might be the pal. Oh, Skaronsky's coming back. We <laughs> might have a Bijan Skaronsky runoff here yeah. for the Eagles. This is like those uh, you know those um, amusement arcade games with the horse races. You know, or it's yeah. Like, place your bet, and then the Bijan's out to a big lead, and right. then Skaronsky's catching up. Bijan doesn't have that breakaway speed. That's that is one of the knocks. Yeah, yeah. just like Barry Sanders. Yeah, you can only make it eighty yards. Does it? <laughs> Doesn't have that breakaway speed. Do we jump right to a runoff here? More, more, uh, more interaction. Uh, yeah, it's starting to look like that. Gonzalez and Kansi are gone. Let's wrap it up. Bijan Let's wrap Skaronsky. it up. Bijan Skaronsky. It's a runoff, one on one. Bijan Robinson versus Peter Skaronsky. Let's see what are the Eagles going to do. Listen, when we post this mock, everybody's going to. There's no way Howie would draft a running back there. But I'll say the same thing I said about Fields. I'm, uh, you know, I'm intrigued by Bijan and Hurts 
in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Aren't you intrigued by that? Sure. I'm still taking Skaronsky, though. I think runoff. it would be insane. Um, like, the Eagles are the one team, I think, that I would come closest to justifying a pick this high for Bijan on the basis that they already have the components in place for this to be a really good run game. And if he comes in on the top of that, what he can do, it would be potentially special. They have an extra first-round pick, so I don't even hate the you know the opportunity cost, particularly if the discussion is with Skaronsky because you're not even sure he starts for you right away. Like he probably would because they have a space, but like they don't need that. It's not like a desperate, oh, this guy needs to come in and plug a spot. So I think that's the easiest sell in terms of trying, like coming the all the pieces that need to be in place for you to justify a running back at this spot. The Eagles can kind of get there. I mean, they have they have a spot at right guard available, uh, and the rest of their offensive line is really, really good as always. Plug Skaronsky in at right guard. Yeah. Potentially. Right. And then eventually he could he could take over for Lane Johnson as he gets older, whatever it might be, if you want to move him out to tackle. But I mean, he'd probably be a guard there. All right. Looks like Skaronsky, a runaway here. People want the, people are like you, they want to vote for the funny. Vote for funny picks. Why is that funny? I don't know. But I'm just saying somebody suggested that. All right, Skaronsky, he's the pick for the Philadelphia Eagles out of Northwestern, technically sound. Uh, will teams allow him to play tackle? We do have people pushing, saying forget the 32 and a half inch, 32 and a quarter yeah. inch arms. What are your arms? You over 31? I don't remember. I All right, so. great. Uh, but people are pushing for Skaronsky to maybe have a shot at tackle, but he's going to go probably step in at guard for the Eagles right away. That puts the Titans on the clock at 11. They're one of the teams most rumored to trade up. They're now one of the teams that have so many needs. So what do they have? So we're going to have Christian Gonzalez for them as well? Or do we even want Christian Gonzalez for them? Uh, My arms are the same length as Aiden Hutchinson's, so I think I'm basically exactly where Skaronsky is. Oh, yeah. Hutchinson versus Skaronsky on the edge. A little arm length. (laughs) A little T-Rex off. T-Rex battle. A T-Rex battle. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, do we we even want him in Tennessee? Uh, whoo, Titans are in a tough spot now. Jackson Smith and Jigba definitely has to be on this. I think Bijan's off this one. Yes. They have Derrick Henry, no Bijan. So it's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep. And then who else? Well, do you trust the consensus board? Which one do you trust? Uh, Quentin Johnson is ranked very high. Yeah, give them the two receivers. Give him Smith, give them Smith and Jigba and Quentin Johnston. Okay. Do you go one of the edges here? They just got rid of Bud Dupree. Right. So, the so next. do you go Nolan Smith and um, Miles Murphy, something like that? Lucas where, does your, where does your consensus board have Nolan Smith versus uh, – I have Miles Murphy, 15. Yeah. Lucas Van Ness, 16. And uh, Nolan Smith, 18. So this one has Murphy, 10. Um, Lucas Van Ness, 22. And Nolan Smith, 23. Okay, great. So just throw Miles Murphy on there. And I guess just keep Christian Gonzalez. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs corners. Everybody needs corners. Okay. You could surprise. I mean, they're also in the tackle market, right? Broderick Jones. Oh, Broderick Jones. Yeah. <laughs> right in Broderick Jones if you want. I mean, are they really in the tackle market, though? I would assume They so. got Petit Freer starting yeah. at right tackle, and they signed Andre Dillard to play left tackle. I think early in the mock draft, before free agency, everybody was giving them a tackle. 
But I think because they signed Andre Dillard, they, they're less likely to go that route. You think, yeah. And I also think they're more likely to go the we need to replace A.J. Brown route. Like that's what they're all saying in the building right now. Even Vrabel, who's like winning the trenches, Mr. Tough and all that stuff. He's like, come on, man. Need some winners on the play on the on the on the perimeter here. Hmm. I write in write in Jones if you want. <laughs> See some people that love Jones. Yeah. I like Smith and Jigba here though. Mm. For them. Yeah, I mean, I can't like I No, I, Smith no, p- p- for years not keeping you from drafting a tackle. Certainly not, yes. Drew. But Dillard uh, they might, might. I mean, they might be, oh, we found a third round starter. Of course we're gonna roll yeah. with him. Like Dillard might. I mean that you know they paid him a decent chunk of money despite very little evidence that he can actually uh, hold up to that task. So I could see Dillard keeping you from drafting a tackle. We might need to make the rest of them just straight. Petit uh, Frere, not so much. We might need to make all of the uh, the rest of these just straight right in. You know, that feels that feels uh, ambitious. Oh, we have some breaking news here on the PFF NFL podcast while we're while the poll's going. Oh yeah. The draft season sale starts today. Forty oh. percent off PFF Plus annual using code Draft Forty. Look at this breaking news right here. We're breaking it right here. Draft Forty. So you drop that promo code, you get forty percent off of PFF Plus. You can do this right now while you're watching. You just go to PFF.com, drop that promo, Draft Forty, just for our viewers, just for our viewers here. Only nice. they, only they know about this, except everyone else might too. But Draft Forty, forty percent off at PFF. Plus. All right. How are we doing here with the Titans? Most people are going JSN. So, I, listen, I think even with the Broderick Jones write-in votes, yeah. Smith and Jigba's the guy here. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah. No, I think so. All right. Jackson Smith and Jigba. First receiver is off the board. He's going to Tennessee at number 11, drafting him. That puts the Texans up on the clock. Texans, of course, already got C.J. Stroud at two. Uh, do we? Where do we go here for the Texans? I would say Quentin Johnson needs to be on the pole. Yep. Uh, I would. Christian Gonzalez still. Hmm. It's a tough spot actually. Because Gonzalez, I mean, the, the Texans need corners too. Yeah, he should probably Stingley. be on the pole. One of the defensive linemen. We've heard some Nolan Smith smoke. We can go Nolan Smith and Miles Murphy. Here. Okay. Is there anyone else that we're missing before we? I mean, Lucas Van Ness. We in. talked about being in the same ballpark as those guys. Uh, the next corner up would be Deontay Banks. We already probably only need one corner on the board. Uh, Listen, there might be some times where we don't put the right people on here because there's there's ten options instead of just four. Now you know what I mean, right? That's where we're. That's where we are. That's where <coughs> we're at. I mean, they could be potentially in the offensive line market, though it's more focused for them. Uh, I would say people yeah. want some people want uh, write-in votes for your guy Jordan Addison here. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably give them multiple wide receiver options: Johnson and Addison, Johnson, Gonzalez, Addison, Gonzalez, and then pick a defensive lineman. Nolan Smith over Miles Murphy. Let's go. Nolan Smith as the fourth. Okay. So Christian Gonzalez, the two receivers, Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison. Look at that. We got it. We got it. There it is. Pulls up. For the Houston Texans, um, you you in your mock draft had Bryce Young and Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's impossible now, but that would have been. Right. I do think that's 
maybe their best case here. Yeah, they in fact get neither of those guys. I think the Texans are a trade down candidate if there's a if there's a player that someone wants to trade up to get. Um, I wonder if Broderick Jones is going to be a late riser here. The more I hear his name, the tackle from from Georgia, that there might be few people around the league that like him as a potential top 10 player. Yeah. And tackles go high. So there's the, that's the thing about tackles. Right. They get bumped up and in into that top 10 range, even if they're not In particular, it. they get bumped up, I think, when years, when, when it's not a great year for quality players. Like tackle seems to be where people go when you're not convinced there's a player of other quality to take, you know? Yeah. And when, you're, when your eye is drawn – by the shiny objects and the wide receiver studs and the corner studs and blah, 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 then tackles slip a little bit. But in years where it's like, oh, there's no quarterback available, I guess we have to take a tackle at the top, you know? Tackles seem to be the spot where everybody decides is the safe option once you don't love everything else, even if like, the data would say they're anything but. I'm trying to think of times in the past, like we really liked Jack Conklin at tackle, but most mock drafts had him at, say, 15 to 20, and then he went eight, I believe it was. Uh, when the Browns drafted him. This is the Browns, right? And uh, Titans drafted him. Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Mike McGlinchey. Remember, he went at like 13 or something like that. Nobody had McGlinchey going that high. And that was a, a, a surprise, I think, late. And I'm trying to just remember these times when, when tackles went way higher than, than expected. This poll's close, man. Not only are there people upset that we don't have Broderick Jones on there, they're upset that we don't have Miles Murphy on there. This might be the closest one. But it's still close. Quentin Johnston, Nolan Smith, both at 30%. We've got Christian Gonzalez at 22 Jordan Addison's up there as well as in the double digits. So this could be another runoff. Or we'll just go with whatever the poll says when we close yeah, it. We'll give it a couple have, more minutes. We have time for We don't have time for more runoffs here. We're in the middle of the first round. we got to start. We're an hour in. Actually, a pretty decent pace here. Pretty decent pace. Uh, by the way... It's 10 a.m. right now. In an hour, you know what's happening? No. Third Monday in April, 11 a.m., mm -hmm. Patriots Day. Happy Patriots Day. What? It's Marathon Monday up in Boston. Patriots Day? The Red Sox will, will start at 11 a.m., unless they've changed this on me. <laughs> 11 a.m., third Monday in April, Fenway Park. Boston's yeah. bumping right now. 10-year anniversary of the marathon bombing. It's all happening. Since the marathon right. is on. So it's the Boston Marathon and the Red Sox play at 11. Which takes place on something called Patriots Day? Patriots Day, yep. Is that a thing? It's or a that's holiday. just what they've decided Boston does these days? It's a Massachusetts-only holiday. Okay. So we have the Red Sox start at 11. I think uh, Shohei's pitching. All right. So it's just a huge day in the city. 10-year anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombing. Where is Fenway relative to the marathon? Uh, it, goes, it goes through there. It goes through Like the there. middle of the marathon goes right, right there. So you like, you get into the city early. Um, it's kind of, it's probably like, uh, St. Patty's day. That for, must you know, be a nightmare. The bars are open at seven, you know, that type of thing. You go to the game, you watch the game and then you walk out of the game and you just see people running. So the marathon kicks off at noon. You don't like walk out into the marathon. You're not like no, dumped you out into the circuit. No, you walk out onto the, the side. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. There's a lot. It's a <laughs> sounds mass like a, of humanity. It's like a disaster. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Fun day. Uh, all right, let's close the poll. Whenever we close, it's Quentin Johnston or... Nolan Smith here. No runoffs for this. And as we close the poll, the answer is Quentin Johnston at 30%. One point That above one was close. That Nolan bounced Smith. either way. All right. So there we go. I wonder if any of our guys are going. Is anybody going to Fenway right now? Is anybody off to watch the marathon? It's possible. There could be some crossover there. Quentin Johnston going to Houston. So we have a weapon 
for C.J. Stroud. Yeah. In Houston. It puts the Jets up on the clock. Now, Broderick, oh, man, look at this. What do we do with Christian Gonzalez here? I mean, what do we do with him? Do we just keep rolling him into the... I mean, the Jets probably aren't interested. I wouldn't have him on the pole. Let's not put him up there for the Jets. I think the Jets could go Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith, and then Broderick Jones at tackle, Mm -hmm. and anyone else? So Quentin Johnston's going to Houston. Would the other tackle? Darnell Wright? Right. You put two tackles on there. So let's do two tackles, two edges. Is that too uh, short-sighted here? No. For the Jets. I think that's reasonable. So it's, uh, did we get that? Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Yeah, we got it. You guys are good. Who's working the polls in there? Is that Mike? It's Eli, I think. Eli? Wow. Keen ears. So the Jets are on the clock. This pick's definitely not being traded for Aaron Rodgers, right? I don't think so. This no. is out now. They're, they're trying to figure out all the conditional future picks and dependencies off of Rodgers' performance and snap counts. This chair is brutal. Yeah, you ruined them. Is that a third one that's being sent to the chair graveyard over there? Whatever's, how squeak can... Let's have a poll. Can you hear the squeaky chair every well, time I move? No, no, the good thing is you won't be able to hear the squeaking chair over the buzzing coming from your microphone. So, What's fine. buzzing? I'm buzzing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see why. The classic PFF uh, podcast buzzing sound emanating see if I from unplug. your microphone. Will that help? <laughs> Let's see. Is it my, is it my computer? <laughs> You know, you start running polls, did the thing that Steve unplugged, fixed right, the buzzing What if I move sound. my laptop? Tell me if the buzzing disappears. Out of the room. If it's way over here. Perfect. Now I can't. Now I can't see. My laptop's over there. Going? Let us know. Has the buzzing. Oh, run away, Ruin. Broderick Jones. 48% of the poll so far. I think you can lock that one up. Let's Done. go Broderick Jones. He's the pick for the Jets. So he can come in, compete right away at right tackle, where Max Mitchell, you know, he was just okay as a rookie. Broderick Jones can come in, play right tackle, and then eventually also could compete at left tackle. We'll figure right, out what they want say. to do with Makai Becton, with Dwayne Brown, but they probably have like a one-year stitch it together at left tackle, and then Broderick Jones takes over next year. Ben says it didn't stop the buzzing. It didn't stop? No. Great. It's not my fault. Maybe uh, it's the iPad. Let's try the iPad. Let's move this away. Maybe. If the buzzing remains, we can confirm it's not Steve's fault. Mm. All right, I don't have my computer near me. Could you set up the next pick? Uh, What's happening here? Let me just okay. check it out. Who's even on the clock? Patriots. Patriots are on the clock. Uh, Give them the two corners. Christian Gonzalez, Deontay Banks. Uh, and, and Joey Porter Jr. And Joey, yes, and Joey Porter Jr. Okay, so who's their fourth? And one of the edges, even though they don't need edge? Lucas Van Ness is a very Patriots player. Or uh, Jordan Addison. Give Madison. him a, give they're, him a receiver. They're not drafting a receiver. They're they're scouting all the receivers. They're not drafting. How a would receiver. you feel if the Patriots drafted your top receiver, Jordan Addison? Very upset. Yeah, yeah. Very very. If your upset. evaluations match theirs, right? That would be bad. I would feel bad about that. I don't think they want to draft Isaac Bruce. You don't know? No, certainly not. Um, okay, so Gonzalez, Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr., and the fourth. Who? Zay. Fl- a lot of people want Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers at fourteen. That, that I would feel a lot better about. Who cares? Put Zay Flowers. Put Zay Flowers in there. Patriots, okay. Patriots, Zay Flowers. I'd feel a lot better about Patriots that. Patriots have drafted a receiver. Yes. And if we're like that, I would feel great about based off my evaluation of Zay Flowers and the Patriots' evaluation of wide receivers generally in the draft. Patriots never – Nikhil Harry was the first 
first round receiver that they drafted, right? In the yeah, Belichick since era? Um, no, yeah, 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 since Terry Glenn, yes, probably since Terry Glenn. Was Glenn was ninety nine. Oh, wasn't he earlier? Oh no, earlier than I'm 96. sorry, sorry, ninety five, ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm way off. Ninety five. 96. 96. Yeah, that was right. So since 1996. Yeah, so Nikhil Harry was the guy that tempted them back into you all, the first you round. You always get that style. Like, oh, the Packers never drafted a first-round receiver for Aaron Rodgers. It's like, well, the Patriots didn't until they got Nikhil Harry with the last pick yes. either. It's basically the same strategy. That's the thing. Like, they, they hadn't – Nikhil Harry was the guy that tempted them back into the first round for a wide receiver for the first time since uh, 96 for Terry Glenn. And before that, like, they drafted second-round receivers, and even those guys have been bad. Chad Jackson, like, their, their track record at pulling wide receivers at the top of the draft is awful. Ben, how about now on the buzzing? I want to get my computer back here. iPad's gone. I don't think that fixed it Get my it phone out of the way here. Let's do one more check here. How's the poll going? Uh, I should need to vote on it first. Uh, the poll has Who'd 40. Vote I voted Joey Porter Jr., the poll has 42% with Christian Gonzalez. So a runaway lead at the moment would take a lot for a 10% swing. This could happen, right? Because Christian yeah. Gonzalez wasn't a lock at any of those previous <laughs> places. Once Devin Witherspoon's off the board, I don't know if the NFL values corners the same way we value them or look at them from a position standpoint. This is absolutely possible where the Patriots, who have you know a decent corner need or at least would make use of all these guys, have this option of Christian Gonzalez, Deontay Banks, or Joey Porter. Yeah. I also don't think it would take a lot to convince you that, yes, the, the traits are great. However, the tape is not on Christian Gonzalez. Therefore, you know, we can be a little bit scared of that, at least to the point we're only on pick number 14. It's not like the guy's dropped out of the first round or anything. Still buzzing. It's not my fault. Taking all my, taking my stuff back here. I feel like those are not necessarily connected statements. It's not my fault. It must be my it's my microphone. It's it's something. Christian Gonzalez looks like he's the pick though for the New England Patriots. Gonzalez goes to New England, and that puts the Packers up on the clock. So what did we have? Where's uh, Broderick Jones is low on our Kincaid board. Kincaid has to be in this. All right, add Kincaid. Christian Gonzalez finally done from a polling standpoint. Um, how about uh, I think Miles Murphy and Nolan Smith are both good here for the for Packers. the Packers. Sure. Uh, Kincaid because you love him. Yep. And where else would you look here? Could go uh, Brian Branch. They could go Darnell Wright at tackle. They could go. I mean, they could be in the wide receiver market. Which receiver? I mean, give them I, Ad so Addison. I would have Addison there. Other people might have Zay Flowers, but the consensus so why don't we board go, backs me up. Well, let's go Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith, and then Jordan Addison, Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Yeah, let's do that for the Packers. I think the people are going to listen to you. I think they like your Kincaid pick. Kincaid pick is good. I love that pick. The uh, the tight end hit rate in the first round is not not, it's not, not good. Too. I see. I, yeah, it isn't. It's not good. And generally, there hasn't been a great track record at like even identifying who the best uh, tight ends are going to be. I I think there's more involved in that than the simple number one. There's a really small number of tight ends coming out in any given year that are even vaguely capable, right? So tight end might be the position that suffered the most in this spreadification of the college football world. Tight ends don't exist very often, and when they do, uh, it's a very unusual situation. Number two, tight end might be one of the most dependent positions in the NFL where simply usage pattern and how you're deploying this guy matters a huge amount. Um, so 
I kind of feel like the tight end evaluation is different than how they're being spat out in the draft and what that's looking like at the NFL level. So part of the tight end analysis is that a lot of tight ends don't break out until year four or five. So you don't get as much out of them early in the contract and they break out either when you're about to pay them for a second contract or somewhere else when they hit the second contract. I think the other interesting thing, though, um, our friend Ben Baldwin has, was did a quick analysis on this, right, where it was, hey, the hit rate is actually similar to running backs. Like miss, tight ends are in this running back conversation as far as don't draft in the first round. The part that I would push back on is not so much the historic analysis, but the the benefit of hitting on a tight end still just outweighs running back so much. Um, even though, again, where did you find these elite tight ends? Mark Andrews was in the third, and Travis Kelsey was in the third, and Darren Waller was late, and Gronk even fell to the second. Kittle was the fifth. Kittle was late, right? So that part of it I get. But I also understand, I think chasing a tight end makes more sense than chasing a running back, right? If Bijan becomes elite, or if Dalton Kincaid becomes elite, an elite Dalton Kincaid is far more valuable than an elite Bijan Robinson. That's the part where I would say, let's not put tight ends and running backs into the same conversation. But I also understand the reservations about taking a first-round tight end because, yeah, they're, they are risky. And also the supply element is completely different. Like, one of the reasons running backs have become devalued is there's millions of them. They're everywhere. There's a ton of them coming out every single year, and they're great right away. Uh, tight ends, part of the problem in, in picking these tight ends is, again, there's hardly any of these guys coming into the draft. Now, this is a unusually strong year for tight ends, but generally we're like, there's a couple of guys, there's one or two that we think are going to be good players, and that's it. Um, so there's not a lot of good tight ends in the NFL right now because the supply is drained, like dried up. It's it's disappeared. So if you think there's a good tight end, even if you're not, even if generally we haven't been great at identifying which guys are going to be good, like the demand for tight ends is outstripping the supply right now in a way that isn't true for running backs. All right, so for the Packers here at 15, some people said, hey, we should have we should have had tackle as an option, but I don't know if that would have won. Dalton Kincaid, 41% of the vote, a 17% lead over Nolan Smith. I think we're going to call it for Dalton Kincaid going to the Green Bay Packers. So you're loving this. This is one of your favorite picks. Mm -hmm. He's uh, third next player on the PFF draft board right now. He is number 15 on the PFF draft board, so it fits value-wise here for the Packers. That puts the... Commander's up on the clock, and we're about halfway through. Okay. That's a decent pace. Decent yeah. pace. Halfway through. Who do we have on the list here for the Commanders? Corners. We, uh, Deontay Banks can be up there. Joey Porter Jr. can be up there. I think they're, uh, a lot of people are giving them tackles. Yep. Darnell Wright could be on there. Any, uh, do we, is this too early for Anton Harrison? We've seen him mocked there. I don't think the defensive line is – we've given them Brian Branch. Had him in the mix there. And uh, so I think I think we take the edge defenders off the board here. Yeah. Because of all the players they have there and or have to pay right. in the future. Um, I'm, I'm not saying they wouldn't. That, that would actually be interesting if they're like, hey, we're not going to – we can't pay Chase Young. We have to get younger at that position. Give us Miles Murphy or something like that. So who's up next? Deontay Banks, I think, is one of them. Joey Porter Jr. is another one. And I think you probably do put Darnell Wright on there. Fourth spot is tough. Anton Harrison? Ah, that feels rich for him. Did you give him one of the edges? 
Do you give him Bijan? I don't think they would be in the Bijan. I don't think so either. I'm just just thinking out loud here. Maybe we just, that's what we're doing. We're doing this on the fly. I mean, it gets a little slow. Maybe it's just a three uh, a three person poll, or are they is this? Oh, Brian in, Brian Branch. Uh, yeah, or are we in? Is this in the Hendon Hooker realm? <laughs> Put Hooker on there. Would they be in the Hendon Hooker conversation? Put Hooker on there. Let's do it. Bijan is a blue chip. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right. I mean, it matters at some point. Do we have the four? There we go. Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr., Darnell Wright, Hendon Hooker. I mean, I don't, I don't love this spot. No. I don't love this spot. This is this is where I want to trade down a million times. Mm-hmm. Dane Brugler says Bijan here. I don't know. It's, they got Brian Robinson there. Got Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I don't think that they would take Bijan here. Um, they could. I mean, we're at the realm where, look, again, where is he in the consensus board? He's top five. He's arguably, you know, the best individual talent in this entire draft. So at some point, the value of taking him does eclipse the value or the position value of the guys that are in more important positions but lesser talents. I'm just not sure it's here. All right. If you don't like the poll, do the right-in vote. Go for it. People are upset. Bijan sells tickets was also a comment. Which they care less about now they're getting rid of their owner. The uh, the freezing cold takes montage of old quarterback takes, mm. of which I'm not going to call out the people who said them or anything, because we all have similar things in our history. I just thought one of the funniest ones was Rick uh, Joe Theismann saying, Rick Meyer over Drew Bledsoe, not because of the player evaluation, yeah. but because he would sell tickets, and not just sell tickets, but to the Notre Dame fans in the New England area. Yeah. Right? If you said, hey, Rick Meyer is better than Drew Bledsoe, like, whatever. Everybody's had their takes. But Rick, he wanted Rick Meyer back in 93 as the number one overall pick for the New England Patriots over Drew Bledsoe for Notre Dame fans. I mean, I don't, I would not make draft picks based off of selling tickets. But I I suspect that does happen. That was when, like, at the time, the Patriots were rumored to be moving to Hartford or somewhere else. And, I get why the reasoning was there, I guess, but it was it's a you know it was a funny one. Yeah, when I, Drew Bledsoe was the guy that you know ended up turning the franchise around. Right. Obviously, I wouldn't want to do that either, but I suspect that that influence from owners happens a lot more than you would want it to happen. I'm I'm sure it does. So, Commanders pick here, despite some of the the pushback, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, looks like he's the guy. Forty one percent, pretty big lead. Yeah, big lead for Joey Porter Jr. So he'll step in. My number two corner. Your number two, so you like the value here, sure for the uh, for the Commanders. I'd be happy with that. Joey Porter Jr. going number sixteen to the Washington Commanders. Now that makes Steelers fans upset. I Does think it? a lot of them want Joey oh, Porter, yeah, gotcha. going to Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Here. So they're in the tackle market. I think we got to throw Darnell Wright and Anton Harrison up there. I don't like Harrison as a fit, but throw the two tackles up there for Pittsburgh. Uh, Deontay Banks certainly at corner. Any other corners? Of value there? I don't think so. I mean, Forbes would be the next guy, and that feels rich. 17 for him. And then which of those edges? They're always in the edge market. And Nolan Smith feels like the most Steeler-ish type of guy to me. But Yeah, I mean, it could be any of them, I guess. Pick your uh, pick your most Steeler edge. I would say Nolan, Nolan Smith Okay, as the option here. Brian Branch would be interesting there. Yeah. As their uh, Mike Hilton guy. Yeah. Play the Mike Hilton role. Alongside. Uh, I would love, Mike. actually, now that, now that I haven't thought about Brian Branch that low. 
right? Because I would take him probably higher. I, I think Brian Branch would be a great fit. A lot of uh, Addison Steelers. comments in the chat. A lot of Ad- I mean, if if you're the Steel, you have the you have 32. You have Reunite Pick- Kenny Pickett with his uh, favorite receiver. I haven't made that connection yet. I Same. think Addison could be there at 32 if you're the Steelers, and then you're looking at um, you got George Pickens, you got Johnson, and you got some options there. I mean, I like loading up a receiver, but I think Steelers are very much in the the offensive tackle and cornerback world here. Detroit will win the draft again. It's great. <laughs> How's the far? poll looking here? Do we have it? So according to there it uh, is. Darnell uh, Wright, Anton Harrison, Deontay Banks, or Nolan Smith, make your pick here for the Pittsburgh Steelers at 17. According to our guy Ben Robinson of Grinding the Mocks, or more specifically according to his data, uh, Jordan Addison's stock has only slipped as far as number 21 overall. That's where his range is right now. It feels like the narrative for him seems to be like, oh, everybody hates Jordan Addison. He's falling out of the first round, right? Actually, he's still number two in the consensus board, according to Arif, and his stock is number 21 right now overall. I, I renege my suggestion that Addison would be the guy at 32 because Walt said that's what he has. Gotcha. I renege that. So I, I'm I'm predicting the Addison fall because he's a buck seventy running four five five. Don't care. So was Isaac Bruce. <laughs> Where was Isaac Bruce drafted? Uh, he was like an eighth rounder. Yeah, low, wasn't he? Low, low, low. Eighth round pick. But we've back learned in, since then. Back in '91 or right. something. But because of Isaac Bruce, we've now learned the folly. For the guy that says we don't know any NFL history. No, round two. Second, pick, I, that, pick, you're right. I don't know any NFL history. Round two, just like Jordan Addison. Pick number thirty-three. That now, was like that's like a mid-second rounder back then. There was, was no his teams. Symmetry in action what right year now. Was, what year was he drafted? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. This is symmetry in action right now. Now Jordan Addison can go pick thirty-two this time because because the Dolphins had their stupid pick forfeited. Not a ruin, first rounder to ruin the symmetry of. Jordan Addison going pick number 33 right next to Isaac Bruce, also the same height and weight, and then recreating his career. Maybe. Um, I was going to say something. Yeah? Emmanuel Ogba was pick 32. Yeah. But forever a second-round pick. Right. Only 31 first-rounders that year back in 2016 or whatever it uh-huh. was. For this circumstance, I'm only upset because it ruins the fact that Jordan Addison could have been pick number 33 and therefore been the same pick number, height, and weight as Isaac Bruce, my comp for him. All right, Darnell Wright's the pick here. 50% of our voters want Darnell Wright going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 17. So Joey Porter Jr., 16. Uh, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright's been moved up to number 20 on the PFF draft board. I will, uh, the Lions are on the clock here at 18. I'll come back. We'll, let's, get the, let's get some uh, players on the board for the Lions. Bijan. Bijan, definitely. Definitely. Kalijah Cansey. Yes. And Edge Rushers. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker? No. No. Edge Rusher. They have a million edge rushers. They don't have any more than they had like at I'm not the saying start they shouldn't take one. I'm just saying they have. Right, but all of a sudden edge rushers are where the value is. So receiver. You want to give them Addison. They should have Addison as an option. Okay. So Bijan, Kalijah Kansi, Addison, and an edge rusher. Yes. Who's your edge rusher? Let's say Lucas Van Ness. Okay. That's a 
Gritty, huh? Gritty, gritty Dan Campbell kind of pick. No, it was more uh, him or Miles Murphy. I was thinking more power guy after they've got, you know, the undersized James Houston breaking out last year to go with Aiden Hutchinson. I want one of the power guys. Do Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy's higher. Sorry. Unless, unless <laughs> we have already have the poll up there. Uh. I was thinking Osiris Torrance. We got some more Osiris Torrance. Uh, Osiris Torrance suggestions. So let's go back to Darnell Wright at 17 for Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, put him in the category. I might I might have a uh, – might tweet out the few players where my heart is saying yes, but my numbers are saying no. Mm. With the model. The, right? Numbers, the model. The model is giving you a big X. <laughs> um, Darnell Wright is fascinating. And I know somebody in the chat, in all caps, yelled out, Darnell Wright didn't give up a sack all last year. And we're just gonna, I'm just going to repeat – I've said this a few times. Do not look at sacks allowed for offensive linemen. It's a bad stat. You use it all the time. We tweet it out all the time. It's a bad stat. It's, bad, it's not the thing that determines success. It's not always a bad line. stat. It can be. It can be, right? It's not the stat. It's kind of like RBIs in baseball. Is it going to get you in the ballpark? Maybe. But there's like 15 stats that are better. Uh, pass rush grade is far better. It's not the sacks allowed. That's determined by the quarterback and other, other factors. Darnell Wright is a fascinating prospect because his pass blocking profile looks great. He has one of the worst run blocking profiles we've ever seen for a guy going in the first round. If Darnell Wright goes in the first round, it is for a guy that's 330 and has this, he's a right tackle. You think he's, he's going to be this mauling run blocker and he's powerful. He's got one of the worst run blocking profiles we've ever seen. And he would be the worst run blocking tackle to go in the first round since 2015. And it's all our numbers. So I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't go in the first round. I'm saying there's risk there, and I'm saying he's not a good run blocker. I don't know if that improves at the next level, and you want to have guys that have fewer weaknesses when you're talking about first round here. And it's all volume of bad run blocks, right? Like it's the sheer frequency in which he loses. Is Wait, wasn't Bijan already picked? No, he wasn't picked. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. yeah. Was Bijan picked anywhere? No. Did we screw this up? How could we have picked Bijan? No, we didn't pick Bijan. He's still there. I'm sorry. A little mental lapse. Yeah, yeah. Answer. Talk more about Darnell Wright. Sorry. It's all like volume of negative blocks for him. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't sustain blocks very well. He falls off blocks quite a bit. Um, he's also an interesting one. Who's, he's a four-year starter at Tennessee. His early years were not good. Last year, he did break out. And you're going to hear over and over again, he shut down Will Anderson. Yeah. That's true. About 10, about 10 snaps one-on-one -on -one against Will Anderson, for whatever that's worth. Um, and he was excellent in pass protection. The profile looks a lot like what Jawan Taylor has done at the NFL level. Jawan Taylor just got paid by the Chiefs. So uh, I'm not saying the NFL won't like him. I'm just saying I think the actual on-field value with Darnell Wright might not match the prospect perception. But I love him in pass pro. I love him. There's a lot of good things about him. I think there's some risk associated there. Feels like Dan Campbell would not love a guy who is weak in the run game. I also don't know from like a scouting perspective. I don't know if you'll come to that same conclusion. If you, from our perspective, where we're actually counting wins and losses, and you're not letting the brain just you know think about highlights, he's got some incredible highlight reel blocks. You know what I mean? He's got the somebody's going to say he's got the power, he's got the drive, and you'll say ah, he kind of lacks sustain. We'll we'll get that. You know what I mean? So I don't know if the NFL will come to the same conclusion as as I am right here about Darnell Wright. Mm -hmm. So it looks like Kalijah Kansi's the guy for Detroit. Lions fans are saying, we passed on Aaron Donald. We won't let it happen again. Never again, say Lions fans. Never pass on Aaron Donald. Kalijah Canty is going number 20. 18, sorry, to the Detroit Lions. Can't see. Bucks are up now. 
We should here give do your uh, what's your professional reset? There you I'll go. do a reset. We're scrolling. Uh, you figure up. out the next four players. Okay. Uh, so far, 18 picks into our viewer mock draft. Number one, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, goes to the Panthers. Texans, number two, C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Arizona Cardinals, number three, Will Anderson, edge from Alabama. Colts, number four, go quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Seahawks at number five, go defensive tackle, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Lions at number six, go Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. Raiders at number seven, go Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky. Falcons at number eight, go edge defender, Tyree Wilson, edge out of, I already said that, Texas Tech. Chicago Bears go tackle Paris Paris Johnson, sorry, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Number 10, Eagles go Peter Skaronsky, tackle slash guard out of Northwestern. Titans at number 11 go Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State. The Texans at number 12 go wide receiver Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Jets tackle Broderick Jones out of Georgia. That's number 13. Number pick 14 is the Patriots going cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Green Bay Packers go tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah at 15. Joey Porter Jr. goes number 16 to the Washington Commanders, cornerback out of Penn State. Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee, goes 17 to the Steelers. And just now, Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle to the Lions at number 18 to pair with Devin Witherspoon, the previous pick, at number 6 for Detroit. Mm -hmm. So Tampa Bay on the clock at number 19. Uh, I think Bijan is remains in the poll at this point. Uh, one of how many edge rushers do you want to put in there? Maybe all of them. Right. Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Alternative options: Brian Branch is on the board. Uh, Michael Mayer, the other tight end that we think is a clear first round player. Wide receivers: Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. It's not the best spot in the world for uh, Tampa Bay. And this could also be where you put Hendon Hooker in there. Correct. Do we put Hooker in? So I think Bijan has to be there. I think at least one edge rusher has to be there. Give him a couple edges and maybe Hooker if they want to play the quarterback option here. So Murphy and Nolan Smith? Murphy and Nolan Smith and Hendon Hooker to go with Bijan. And Hendon Hooker. Right? Are we, do we even want to play this? I'm thinking Hendon Hooker is going to be on an option for, say, the Bucks at 19. Just if if there's... Given the smoke here, maybe Seattle at 20, Ravens at 22, Vikings at 23. Yeah. That's where the smoke has been. I don't think any team <coughs> after that will have Hendon Hooker in the poll, but I think we should at least put him in there right. for people to choose they, from. I mean, they have a need in offensive line as well. I'm not sure that Anton Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma, or Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida, I'm not sure either of them are of value at this point. Maybe they should have been in the poll, but there's a lot of options. I just think they probably stay away from that at this stage. <clears throat> the people mm. voting for the funny, I think, are they're the early returns for Hooker here at 155 votes. Wow. He's in the lead. Now a three-point lead over Miles, uh, over a two-point lead over Nolan Smith here. 30%. It's going to get close here. It's going to get close here for the Bucks. They brought in Baker Mayfield this offseason. The Bucks are in uh, post-Tom Brady world, right? They won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Brady's retired. They... They jacked up their, you know, their their cap situation. Have to get out of some some dead cap right now. They're very much in transition. Yeah, it, this feels like every time you uh, you talk about who's got an early lead in the poll, it's like that's the the Heisenberg principle in, in action. You articulating who's currently leading the poll is going to change by having reactionary voters go in there and shift in the other direction. Uh, Bijan's last in the poll. Yeah. How's that? Interestingly. I mean, he should be. 
Eh. All the what do you mean? Eh. Like I mean, you, eh. you're you're one of the biggest advocates for Bijan Robinson in the first round. Certainly one of the biggest here at PFF. Mm-hmm. Not to the Bucks though. Not to the team that's in transition here. The the Bijan advocate would be, hey, this is the Cowboys. This is the Bills. This is the Bengals. These are these teams that are close that have a lot of pieces around. Where Bijan is just another added piece. On yeah, top of I wouldn't do it for Tampa Bay, but I'm surprised he's trailing in the wake of the other three. It's close at the top. Nolan mm. Smith and, and Hendon Hooker neck here. Neck and neck. Nolan Smith and Hendon Hooker. Yeah, the edge defender situation. They got Shaq Barrett coming back for mm. the Bucs. Uh, Joe Tryon Shoinka was their first rounder a couple of years ago. He's played played a lot last year. He was just okay overall. I think just adding just good players to that defensive front. The defensive front has just gotten worse since that Super Bowl. Todd Bowles likes to rotate some guys up there. So I think the edge value probably makes sense for the Bucs. Uh, we did not put Anton Harrison up here Correct. as the next <clears throat> tackle. They'd probably have to play in that game as well. I'd say when we get the 250 votes, lock it up. First pass the 250. All right. We're, there's 250. There it is. Nolan Smith. Lock it. It's, uh, yeah, it's Nolan Smith, 31%. He's the pick for the Bucs. Can we wrap this up in 26 minutes? Probably not. Uh, also breaking news, our noon meeting has been canceled. Mm, saw that. So we got all day here, Sam. Great. We have all day. I mean, some of us have other things to do, but sure. Some of us do. Um, well, we got some questions going here. All right. So Nolan Smith at 19 to the Bucks. I got to add him. Seattle's up on the clock yep. after taking Jalen Carter. Where's Seattle? Do we have to throw the edge defenders up here for Seattle as well? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, you can put probably both of them Lucas Van Murphy Ness and Van Ness and Miles Murphy. Uh, they're not going to be in the tackle market, I wouldn't have thought, after last no. year. Brian Branch, they love them. Some safeties up in Seattle. No, they have too many safeties. Do they? I'm intrigued by... Do they, though? <laughs> I'm intrigued by Deontay Banks here. Sure. That's the most athletic cornerback duo in the league if you have Deontay Banks yeah. and Tariq Woolen. I mean, look, though, they're going to look at a guy who's only six foot and say, you disgust me. I need my corner to be six foot eight, Yeah. have a you know, nine-foot wingspan... Uh, be able to soar like receiver. An you got to go receiver though too here. Yeah, Zay Addison. Flowers or Jordan Addison. Addison. Both. Uh, so so you can go Deontay Banks because I, I think that's a cool fit. Okay. Even though they like the long guys, or do we give them? Do we go Zay and Addison? Where is Zay Flowers on your random ass consensus board? S- Twenty six. So this Arif's has him at thirty one. Yeah. It, so we have this has him at twenty six with a peak of twenty four. That means at no point in the process, in either board, has he been above 24. Right. So this Zay Flowers hype that seems to exist quite prevalently, I'm starting to believe is just bullshit. It might be. It's only a handful of players. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be hyped because you only need a couple people. All right. right. Did we did – we, we, we have Van Ness, Murphy. Do we give Os- – we have a lot of Osiris Torrance suggestions. How, let's go Addison and Osiris Torrance. Okay. That sound good? Mm-hmm. Sorry, no Zay Flowers. If you can write in Zay Flowers if you want. If we get 150 Zay Flowers write-ins, we'll do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, well, I say a lot of data. You and I are both lower on Zay Flowers than a lot of people. And apparently the consensus boards, multiple, would agree with us. He's not ranked as high as a lot of people seem to have him ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Just isn't. He's just not. Just isn't. I am intrigued by Deontay Banks there, who's not who, who did not make the cut. I know we joke about Seattle always wanting these, you know, 32-inch arm corners, and they all have to be long and everything. 
But would Banks, who is, I think, the best best athlete at corner, going with Tariq Woolen, who's one of the best athletes we've ever seen at corner, and you know, I don't know if they would play this game, but it just gives you some incredible matchup opportunities. Like if they played matchup basketball like some some defenses do, and you, Tariq Woolen is on the big long, you know, he's on the tall receivers and Banks is on the shiftier, better route running receiver. Banks also has long enough arms. I mean, he's 32-inch arms. He, yeah. He fits the... No, he has a big corner. It's just not comically large. Like, Yeah. Man, the more I think about it, I kind of like this <laughs> this Banks pick here. It's a shame you left him off the pole. It is a shame. We didn't give, uh, we didn't give people, that option. A lot of people throwing in Zay, uh, Zay Flowers. A lot right of people in. like Flowers. Not enough, I wouldn't have thought, to overhaul... <laughs> Although this is a razor thin pole. Here's places, you know, here's here's why. Because uh, who was it? Dane Brugler said every year you have to, to have a Tyler Lockett comp. And I think I bet every short somebody needs to do a, a thirty for thirty on this. I bet every short receiver in this draft got the Tyler Lockett comp at some point. I bet somebody comps Zay Flowers to Lockett. I I've seen Josh Downs to Lockett. Maybe not Tank Dell. Maybe nobody went Tank Dell. But all these no no all these short receivers probably got a Tyler Lockett comp. So there's probably people out there who are like, say, Flowers, third receiver to Metcalf and Lockett, eventually take over for Lockett. I will say, of all the Flowers fits, I like the Chiefs. Mm. I think Seattle makes sense. Like a place where he steps in as a three. Yeah. As a, you know, just a dynamic third option. I kind of like that. I think if you have higher expectations for Zay Flowers, that's where you could be disappointed. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate the fit here. I just think that Addison is a – demonstrably better player than than Zay Flowers to me. Now, Zay Flowers is more athletic, maybe more dynamic, and gives you sort of some trick play ability that Addison doesn't necessarily bring to the table. But I just think Addison's better across the board at almost everything. All right, we'll let this one get to 230. But uh, it looks like Lucas Van Ness is going to be the pick here. Sneaking into the lead. 31%. Now it's a 30. It's a one-point lead over Miles Murphy, but we locked it in. That's it. Lucas Van Ness is the pick here. For the Seattle Seahawks, all the Ohio Osiris Torrance buzz. And it's, so that's, that just, just proves, right? There was buzz for Osiris Torrance. Finished fourth. That's why you need to count these things. Yeah. Maybe, I, uh, maybe I've been off. Let me skip before. right over the forfeited pick from the Miami Dolphins that's ruining my Jordan Addison, Isaac Bruce symmetry. All right, here we go. Chargers at 21. Addison and Flowers on the board for them. Yeah, so this say. is kind of fascinating. Like, we've been trying to shoehorn them speed for the entire time, and yet certainly Addison is not speed. Now, he does have deep speed. Like, he wins deep. It's not like he doesn't can't run past the defense, but he's not like, you know, the Jalen Hyatt type of thing that we've been talking about before. He isn't that type of speed. Do we put him on the list just because, hey, they probably would be in the third receiver market? Yeah, I think so. So okay. they're also Bijan. We yeah, we skip Bijan for a pick. He's back on the pole. I mean, Seattle would love Bijan, but they they just hit on right Kenneth Walker last year. Yeah. Ken Walker. All right, so Bijan. Yep. Both receivers, Addison and Flowers. In the mock draft, sim, we have corner as a need. Do we throw Deontay Banks on here? I mean, I think I at this know, point it's him, value. Asante Samuel, J.C. Jackson. Yeah, I think at this point it's interesting value. Plus, we have no idea what J.C. Jackson is going to be in that defense because what we saw wasn't good. All right, perfect. Add Banks. Let's do it. Where is uh, where is Deontay Banks in this? He's the top player on the PFF draft board. He's at twenty three on my on my uh, consensus board He's here. Thirty four on Arif's. Interesting. 
Yeah. Is there anyone else that hasn't gone on this? He's below multiple, here. multiple linebackers in a reef's board. Linebackers? Your yes. board's drunk. Arif, who, uh, Drew Sanders? Yep. And uh, it's not Simpson. Yep. Simpson's that high on that board? Simpson's number one. We got Simpson all the way down at 44. Yeah. And he peaked at 19 <laughs> until people watched more film and said he's really fast. Uh-huh. But he's just really fast. That's what he is. Where's Ada Adabare on there on yours? Well, he's up at 43 on mine here. Uh, on this consensus board. He's not that high here. Oh man, I don't even know which like. Oh boy, this this is where Bijan's coming off the 74. board. Seventy four. This is where we're seeing a running back come off the board, Sam. Yeah, Bijan out to a commanding lead. Let's go, commanding lead for the Chargers. Almost two hundred votes in. And then they're gonna have to ship away, um, poor old, uh, poor old Austin Eckler. Poor old. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I don't know. Unappreciated, Austin Eckler. Disgusted. Un- underappreciated, perhaps? Yeah, un- okay, probably underappreciated rather than unappreciated. Underappreciated, not paid, commensurate with his, his abilities, his production. He's upset. He is upset. Now they're going to trade him away because they just drafted uh, Bijan. Kellen Moore is going to want to run the ball a little bit. They want to get back to running it. I, I could see this being an actual fit on draft night. Yeah. All the places where we put Bijan into the pole, I could understand not going that route. I could understand the Chargers wanting to go that route here. Yeah. No, I think this is one of the likeliest landing spots for Bijan. 21 to the Chargers. All right. Let's lock it in. I think that's a, that's a big enough lead. Bijan Robinson going 21 to the Los Angeles Chargers. A, a weapon for Justin Herbert. Yes. As you would say. Bijan number 27 on the PFF draft board. As Mike Renner said, that's about as high as you'd get on our board. As a running back. All right. Ravens are on the clock. You got to have Hendon Hooker as an option here because we don't know what's happening with Lamar Jackson. Do you? I think so. Yeah, I think you do. Wow. Miles Murphy as an option here as well. Uh, do we get into – they just added OBJ, but are they in still in receiver territory as well? Even with Rashad Bateman and um, Nelson Aguilar in the mix there. Maybe. They and Deontay Banks. I think Deontay Banks has to be in play here. They like to – have their revolving door of being strong at corner. Like to have some depth there. Yeah. All right. So what? So Miles Murphy, Deontay Banks. Do you want Hendon Hooker? I did. I don't. Does the Does the chat want Hendon Hooker? That doesn't seem to make a ton of sense to me. I just think we have to we have to give the quarterback option here with Lamar Jackson. Because you're in this weird spot. Like, you're picking in the 20s. There's a top four quarterbacks who are probably going in the top 10. The Ravens might be the most desperate team for a quarterback picking in the 20s. But but they're not, though. They have Lamar Jackson right now. If somehow the Lamar Jackson thing disappears or collapses or is traded away, it's not going to happen before the draft. And if it does, they're like, they're not, they're not pivoting to Hendon Hooker next year. As, as like the solution, they're going to go either total rebuild and figure something out or they're going to make something else dramatic happen. Like they're Fine. not. Don't go Hendon Hooker. What, so what else do you want here? Uh, Ryan Brissee. What else we have here on the. I mean, I think wide receiver. Give them one of the options, a wide receiver. Addison or Flowers? I mean, obviously, yeah, Addison. Okay. So Deontay Banks, Addison. Or Cyrus Torrance, maybe. 29 on my board here. Okay. 
what else we got? <laughs> this is getting rough. Um, I, I love Brian Branch. He feels really redundant to a lot of what they have on the team. Yeah, it's tough to see how you can fit Brian Branch and um, Kyle Hamilton to the same defense, to be honest. All right, so what did we decide on? Do we have enough names? Deontay Banks, Miles Murphy. Banks, Murphy. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. And then we need another name. Put Brian Branch on there anyway. It's fine. You play regular safety. They just got rid of uh, Chuck Clark. They did. Yeah, Brian Branch. Add him on there. Let's do it. Taco Charlton suggestion. Hmm. Somebody asked for uh, Taco. So what else is going on, man? What do you think? What do we do with the Ravens here? We haven't talked about the OBJ signing, actually, this entire time. So let's talk OBJ. What are your thoughts? A lot OBJ of people, to the Ravens. A lot of people have been talking about that as a, <laughs> it's like an olive branch to Lamar Jackson, you know? Like the way, you know, the Jets were trying to get OBJ as an olive branch to Aaron Rodgers. Come to the Jets, we'll get you OBJ. You know? It seems to be what the Ravens have been like. Hey, Alan not, Lazard was not, the real olive branch. Right. For we're Aaron not Rodgers. giving you $250 million guaranteed, but eh, OBJ. Yeah. That, that's basically what we've, what we've done here. You know, we've given, what, $13 million to, to OBJ? So you now have a wide receiver, one. Okay, you need, you know, a few more, but whatever. The draft is still to come. Um, it looks better with OBJ and um, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean, look, there's— Aguilar, Duvernay. I think there's a lot of questions about what OBJ is at the moment. Like, can he be a number one now? We haven't really seen him— I think he's that. a high two. Yeah. Like the last time we saw him was as a, a really good complimentary receiver for the Rams. To Cooper Cup, right? They yes. had their one, and OBJ was the guy. Here's how I described it. Like in the Super Bowl, OBJ was going to go eight catches for 100 right. yards and a couple touchdowns before he got hurt. Like they were featuring him. Which is what happens when you – like he, he was the guy enjoying the Sammy Watkins games. You yeah. know, when every, now, when every now and again a team figures out how to take away the top two options and then all of a sudden Sammy Watkins would go off for 150, that's what OBJ was about to do in the Super Bowl because obviously, based off the playoff so far, the focus was on Cooper Cup, justifiably. Um, so number one, dude's dealt with a lot of injuries recently. Number two, we haven't really seen him be that alpha for quite some time. And then you have the, the whole dynamic of what this offense is going to look like with presumably Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, but shifting in a new direction under Todd Munkin. Like, the whole thing is up in the air. So I think it's good. They had a pretty desperate need at wide receiver, and it definitely makes them better. I don't know if, like, you can anticipate you're getting peak OBJ back there. You know what's interesting is we had 216 votes in this uh, poll for the Ravens here and only 154 thumbs up. Huh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just go click one more time. That's all you have to do. Also, 944%. Al almost 1,000 people watching it. Yeah. So, it should be 1,000 thumbs up. Right. Well, the 1,000 thumbs up, and that means at least three-quarters of the people are not even voting in the polls. Or they give us a thumbs down. We can't see those numbers. Maybe people are mad. Maybe they're mad at us. But yeah, smash the, li smash the like button, and just like you smashed the Deontay Banks selection here for the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. The Ravens are going Deontay Banks from Maryland. Yes. A local guy. Um, I don't know where he's actually from, but he went to Maryland. Almost certainly not there. So he's going to Baltimore. That puts the Vikings up on the clock here at 23, where they're probably going to take Hendon Hooker. A lot of smoke around this one. A lot of smoke. Yeah. They're going QB sometime. Uh -huh. Clayton Toon, Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett. Somebody's taking over for Kirk Cousins in 24. Who's it going to be? <laughs> uh, put <laughs> Hooker in the option here. He was, in fact, born in Baltimore, Maryland. There you go. Local guy. So local, Perfect fit. Legitimate local guy. 
Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers should both be options here potentially. So Brian Brissy has been a common pick. Brian Branch is still on the board. My guy Branch has fallen left and right. Yeah. Um, I don't think they, as much as I think it would be a good fit, I don't think that they're going to be interested in Brian Branch given what they've added at safety recently. Um, Brissy makes sense. Miles Murphy makes sense. Uh, wide receiver makes sense. Addison, who's your fourth option? What did I say? Hooker? Oh, Hooker. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Hooker. Was Miles Murphy selected yet? No. So is he on the op- is he an option here? Are you not like are you not doing your own mock draft? I am. I'm just that You're was just more not like entering I'm, selections. That was more I'm uh Steve surprised. I see. Steve yes. surprised. He is in fact still available by virtue of not having been Like drafted I see his yet. name there and I'm like, "Wow, that's a surprise." Yeah. So what do we decide upon? Brian Bercy, Miles Murphy, Jordan Addison, and Hendon Hooker. Beautiful. Where are you going here for the Vikings? Probably Addison. Probably down. Just trading down. You would go Addison? I like Addison. Yeah, look. You Addison. love Addison. You like the compliments of Justin Jefferson here. I remember whatever mock we did months ago at this point, like back in the late 80s, I had Jordan Addison going to the Vikings. And at that point, it felt like that was slipping to the Vikings at this spot. And it was, you know, amazing, great value. This would be an incredible uh, outcome for them. Since then, if you listen to the sort of the zeitgeist, Addison's stock has tumbled, his free fall outside of the first round. And all of a sudden, like, it's like, oh, I don't know if you put Addison here. But the same logic holds true. Like, this would be an amazing fit. Justin Jefferson, now Addison comes in to be your sort of two slash three alongside K.J. Osborne. This would be a perfect addition to that offense. All right, let's see, man. Let's see how the poll's going here. Uh, I'm always fascinated when there is a lot of, just a lot of noise around a team and a player. The the Hendon Hooker noise is just, it's louder than other quarterbacks who were generally seen as second or third rounders going in the first, in the past. Remember I went through that list like, oh, Davis Webb was, you know, Mike Glennon. There's way more Hendon Hookers, a top three quarterback. There's way more Hendon Hookers with the Vikings. Hendon Hooker, people are going to trade down because they don't feel good about the top four. They're going to trade down and get Hooker. There's way more of that than I think previous years. It makes sense for Minnesota on the basis that they have finally put an end date to the Kirk Cousins thing. Like they haven't re-upped him again. So it's kind of like you have one year left and then you're gone. And we're finally going to go in a different direction, whatever the hell that is. So they're going to be looking at quarterback at this point because this is when you start planning the succession thing. And, you know, hooker matches in terms of coming off an ACL, probably not going to be playing year one. Also, by the way, probably isn't ready to play year one because he's coming out of that offense that's ridiculous relative to what he's going to have to do at the NFL level. So there's a lot of like it makes a lot of sense for them to take the successor who's not going to be ready this year to succeed the guy who's playing this year. It's a move for next season. What do you think happens with Cousins next year after this season? He'll be like 36. I mean, someone will be desperate enough to do what the Saints did this year with the Derek Carr thing of you know he'll get one of those three year another three year fully guaranteed right. contract till he's 39 or whatever. Yeah, how old he's about 35 now, isn't he? He's getting up there in age. Cousins. Um, we wrapped 34. it up. But he's 34. 35 in August, so. 35 so this is his 35-year-old season. So yep. next year he'll be a free agent as a 36-year-old, right? I don't know, man. Like, that's not Derek. Like, Derek Carr is at least young enough that you're like, oh, you know, still more there. The Cousins thing is going to be interesting. Never really been injured, though, right? 
for a guy that's pretty small. No, he's been durable. I mean, he's your and he's not slowing down or anything. But when you say I'm going to sign this guy from his 36 to 38 year old seasons, it doesn't it's not, feel it's not what it used to be, though. You know, it's not. I get it. I um, get it. But he's he's like your poster child for hey, being small doesn't actually mean brittle. Like I'm just wondering three. who's going to be desperate a year from now. Like the Jets get only one year of Aaron Rodgers, and then they're like, "Oh, we're going to Kirk Cousins now." Yeah. Or the Colts maybe don't. Maybe they don't end up drafting somebody, and they still need Cousins. Who knows? Kirk Cousins' list weight, and I suspect his list weight is off in terms of he's bigger than that now. But his list weight is a pound heavier than Bryce Young managed to shoehorn into his body at the combine to weigh in at 204. Kirk Cousins at six foot three. Weighed in at 205. Maybe, maybe the weight doesn't matter. Did you uh, hear the story, by the way, of Andrew Hawkins trying to get himself into the NFL and all the things he did to fake his measurements? No. <laughs> so apparently he weighed in, and I assume a pro day, because I would imagine they check these things at the combine, but with legitimate weights in his pockets and then like dumped them out to run a 4-3-40. But also he somehow crafted himself like model clay effectively uh like lifts booster yeah lifts yeah. for your for your feet but like in skin tone so like created create himself like an extra heel of clay that was skin toned and then like somehow taped it to his ankle so that when it was barefoot he was an extra inch and a half tall and that got him to five eight wow <laughs> i mean that's like i mean it's like the wizardator man you got to get creative yeah he was on, I think, we Rich Eisen's We don't know Eisen's NFL history. I remember yeah. the Wizenator. Right. He was on Rich Eisen's show, I think, talking about all this stuff. And then he got it, went into his fourth and long show, the reality show. Which I, so I knew that I was one of the seven people in the world that watched that TV show where effectively Michael Irvin's pitch was you would get all these guys from like arena league and you know, college that hadn't made it, whatever, and they would have this competition to win the 53rd roster spot on the Dallas Cowboys, which is a special team gig, right? You're going to make it by special teams prowess. And Hawkins was the best person on that show, but apparently Irvin couldn't get the Cowboys to agree that a five foot eight guy was going to be there. Like they just wouldn't do it. So they had to give it to Jesse Hollins, I think, who hung around for a few years doing that, but they had to give it to Jesse Hollins. It was like six two two ten or whatever. Yeah. Because they simply would not, like, they were like, we're not giving a roster spot to some five foot eight, hundred and whatever, 70 pound dude to play special teams where it's not going to happen. Hawk was so good, man. I, 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 I still struggle to know why he wasn't a 100 catch receiver like some of the other slot receivers were. Yeah, like I think Walker. he was in that, he was in that like transition period, right? Where the league was discovering what to do with these slot receivers, but only a couple of them really had the Wes Welker role, whether that, you know, that 100-catch thing existed. Again, I think all those guys in today's NFL have a more successful career. Well, the pick is in, Sam. What is it? The Minnesota Vikings select quarterback Hendon Hooker. Of course they do. Out of Tennessee, the fifth quarterback to go in the first round. We gave the viewers the option, and they took it. Let me just uh, continue scrolling. To He's find. number 82 on the PFF draft board, well below Tanner McKee. Perfect. At 37, who, uh, <laughs> honestly, I think we might just flip them. <laughs> uh, Renner, we might just flip them. And there's nothing you can do about it, actually. The, the, where is he on the consensus board? He's nowhere. 82. Oh, no. The 62. 62 in a reef. So he's a clear second round pick at best. Uh, on mine, I told you he's 39. He's at his peak right now. He's 39. At his peak. 
yeah. on the consensus board over here. That puts the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock here. Um, interior offensive line could be a need. Edge defender. So Miles Murphy still potentially an option here, even though they went with Trayvon Walker. You know, Josh Allen heads into the last year of his contract. So it could go Miles Murphy, Brian Brissie, any defensive line. Michael Mayer could be an option here. Ooh. Uh, Brian Branch. Brian Branch definitely is one of them. Osiris uh, Torrance could be an option as well. Torrance, I it's think. a lot of options. Yeah. Torrance, I think, should be on the list. Brand should be on the list. I would say Mayer and Murphy. Uh, what does that leave out there? Tackle. No, tackle needs to be on the list too. They just lost Juwan Taylor. They need right. a tackle. Well, your, next, your two tackle options are Anton Harrison or DeJuan Jones. Jones. Oh, man. So the Jags have they actually have a lot of needs here. Do we just take Mayer off the list? That's how, give, give them both tackle options. Yeah, I don't think that I would have Mayer so there. both tackles in Torrance. So that's three offensive linemen and Branch. Because Branch is just a baller and he's good and he helps everybody. Yeah. All right. That's our Jaguars option here is everybody having fun is everybody having fun the viewer mock draft you see how difficult this is sometimes you only get one pick for each team it's difficult right yeah it's a pretty good looking mock right overall other than uh it's not terrible till hendon hooker yeah worst mock ever and and that one you know we talked about it it makes sense but that's probably the issue of when you need a quarterback you end up overdrafting him by a round everybody's having fun they said we're having fun great How's the poll going? Do we get the poll up yet? There, there it is. There Everybody it is. select your Jags pick here. How squeaky is my chair? Does the squeak over, you know, override the buzz? I wonder. Well, I'm just interested in whether we can get through the full collection of these chairs by the time the draft rolls around and our new chairs arrive. There's, there's a graveyard over there. There's a graveyard over there. Dead chairs. Two dead chairs that you've already killed. That's a third one that's definitely oh, on its way out, judging by the sounds it's making. The fourth one I'm sitting on, which from a sound point of view is fine, but I'm I'm I popped one of the welds on the footrest, so it's like oh, yeah. it's at an angle. It's like it's skewiff. Wait, do we have the are the new chairs getting here for next week for draft night? I mean that's why they were supposed to be Bought. I assume they're arriving by draft night. Draft night's going to be special here. Tyler, are we getting three show. bills certified chairs for draft night? Is that happening? I might be three bills by draft night. <laughs> if we could get Jeff Ruby, if Jeff Ruby's listening too, if we could just get you to supply maybe the, the seafood platter, how good steaks. Is it? How good is it going to be though? That would be great. We'll just throw it right up on the table. We're going to have fully three bill certified chairs that you can just plop right down on. Yeah, we won't, won't even have to worry about it. It's not going to keel over like these yeah. ones. Long-time listeners may remember the story when I took my, uh, my, my wife's stepdad and his antique chair. Yeah. And he was like leaned back <laughs> in it and the thing just crumbled. And he was like, oh, that's okay, Steve. Like this isn't this antique chair from like the 1850s or something that's worth a lot of money. It just don't worry about it. Just collapsed. I mean, maybe that's his fault for letting me sit in it. You sure? Yeah. 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 Pete, you know, Pete's probably listening. Brian Branch has won this poll by a run. Brian Branch going to the Jags. Look, I like this. I like Brian Branch going anywhere. Uh, But he'll go to that secondary. Tyson Campbell had the breakout season last year. You have Trey Herndon competing for slot snaps there. Brian Branch can step in, play the nickel. Darius Williams playing on the outside along with Campbell. And then you got Andre Sisco, Rayshon Jenkins at safety. Branch. Branch is a good fit here. I love that. All right, Giants. Do we throw my center on here? 
Yes. As an, John Michael Schmitz. Put it on as an option. Uh, Zay Flowers. Over Addison? And, and Jordan Addison. Give and him the two, Jordan Addison. Give him the two receiver options. Okay. And uh, where else? John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. Any other? Do they go with Cyrus Torrance? Do they have an offense just overall O-line? Uh, I mean, I think their need is much more acute at center than it is a guard. It would, It's possible. Do they need a corner? Do they need a corner? They could go corner? Yes, they do. Manuel Forbes? So, definitely. John Michael Schmitz, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and Cyrus Torrance. No. Manuel <laughs> Forbes. Manuel Forbes. Throwing a corner on there. Manuel Forbes. I'm looking at the PFF draft board. PFF board. What is the... He's 34 in the uh, consensus. I was going to say, I'm curious of the order of the cornerbacks for the consensus. So, because remember, remember the thing... Well, the thing we discovered last show, the show before, is that Keely Ringo is still absurdly highly ranked in the consensus board. So in the in Arif's has so consensus. Mine just dropped him to 37. Cam Smith and Keely Ringo are 26, 27, each of whom I believe, each of whom are above Deontay Banks, let alone Emmanuel Forbes. No, mine has, mine goes Christian Gonzalez. Yep. At six. Devin Witherspoon, eight. Joey Porter Jr., 14. Deontay Banks, 23. Emmanuel okay. Forbes, 34. Cam Smith, 35. Keely Ringo, 37. So Reeves has the same order as at number one, two, three. So Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr. But then it goes Cam Smith, Keely Ringo. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm partially responsible for some Darius Rush buzz here. He's peaking now at 82. (laughs) I I mean, yeah. I could see you moving the needle enough to get a guy to 82. Yeah. Just saying. That's right. He should be higher. That's where I would take him. I may be moving the needle on Makai Garner, topping out here at 147. The wrong way. Maybe he's dropping because of you. All right, where are we going here with the Giants? That's close. Jordan Addison in the lead here. Let's go. This could be a slick move here for the Giants. they got to build around Daniel Jones. The the chat's not in on JMS. Maybe they don't might not know who JMS is, but John Michael Schmitz. Um, John Michael Schmitz, JMS. They're not as high on uh, that pick for, as, as I am. Oh, they Results just, are in. They just called it. They're calling it. For Jordan Addison, going to the Giants here at pick 25. We only got a few more here, Sam. Mm-hmm. Making great time, as always. Jordan Addison as always. to the Giants. Weapon for Daniel Jones. Uh, Cowboys on the clock here at 26. Mm-hmm. Bijan's off the clock. Board. Off the board. Michael Mayer has been a common one here. Michael Mayer makes sense. Brian Brzee makes sense. Um, hmm. They don't need <coughs> a corner as much. No. They brought in Brandon Cooks at receiver. They, I kind of like those moves for the Cowboys, right? Bring in Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So you don't have to force either of those picks anymore. But I still wonder if you want to add corner depth. Cam Smith could play in the slot a little bit. I don't think you want to. Is that a there. push? Uh, Osiris Torrance? At oh, guard. breaking news. Proper breaking news. Jalen Hurts just got a monster contract. Really? Yes. Five years, $255 million. Wow. Makes him the highest paid player in NFL history. Of course, only 170-ish of that is guaranteed. So it's not, you know, it is the highest paid player in NFL history. However, Deshaun Watson is guaranteed significantly more money than that. Let me try this again. A tweet from Nicole Lynn, who is uh, Jalen Hurts' agent. Yes. Through 
the words of Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. So, so coming from Jalen Hurts' agent, Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid player in NFL history. I don't know if that's real or not, if that's all real money. But yes, it's $179.304 million in guarantees. That's very specific. That actually might be specific enough that it does make him the highest paid player. I'm sure it does. But as you say, like Deshaun Watson is guaranteed $60 million extra dollars in that. So, Yeah, anyway, I mean, huge deal for Jalen Hurts. Five years is the is the term i think from a quarterback standpoint it's interesting because you've got the 10-year deals of patrick mahomes and josh allen you have those three-year deals in the you know the shorter term you know higher guarantees jalen hurts lands right in the middle here so a little bit of cap flexibility for the eagles but also some pretty good guarantees there for jalen hurts yeah all right who are we putting in this poll for dallas brian brzee uh michael mayer and then two more cyrus torrance Osiris Torrance. Need a guard, right? Sure. And uh, Mozzie Smith. Okay. More defensive tackle help. Is All that right. too many tackles? All right, nah, what the hell? Tanner McKee? Tanner McKee, yeah. No. <laughs> Bill's coming up next at 27. A lot of people throwing in the right-in votes of uh, Jameer Gibbs. Oh, Jameer. Yeah. Him and... Uh, Gibbs over Mozzie Smith, I would put in there, just for the hell. If we can, if get we can that still put Gibbs in there, put in Gibbs. If we can do it before the poll. Jameer Gibbs. If not, write in, vote. <clears throat> yeah, write it in. It's write already in succeeded once. Democracy can work, people. Maybe. The the Eagles move here with Hurts. Yeah. We, do, we talk a lot about the value of the first contract quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's where Jalen Hurts brought the most value. So how much does this affect things. So theoretically, if, if you have that much more money on the books, my favorite move that they made last year of James, James Bradbury, a very good corner, getting him late for seven or $8 million. Can you make those types of moves going forward? It probably will hurt some of the depth on the roster, but is Jalen, you know, but we also have Jalen Hurts as the fourth graded quarterback last year, fits the offense. They built it around his skill set. You get the double cheek push, can't stop them on fourth and one. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to like there, but is this gonna? It's gonna be challenging for the Eagles maybe to keep the same roster around them. Yeah, it just makes it harder. Like that's the world now. As soon as you sign a quarterback to that big money second contract, it doesn't mean anything's impossible, but it means that every now and again you're gonna have to make a choice and play for financials instead of you know dream scenario of what we would like to have. Buffalo's had to do it. Kansas City's had to do it. This is the world Philadelphia is now in. They, they're going to have to make some choices over the next couple of years. All right, Cowboys pick, as much as people are trying to push Jameer Gibbs and, and make it hilarious, Michael Mayer is going to be the pick here for the Dallas Cowboys. Pick number 26 overall. They're going Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. Tight end out of Notre Dame, and I like it. Jason Witten 2.0. Jason Witten 2.0 going to Dallas, run the five-yard out over and over again, and profit. Uh, Buffalo Bills on the clock here. Miles Murphy is still up there. Yeah. Uh, they already have Von Miller, Gregory Rousseau. They've got some depth there on the defensive line, but can't. I could see them adding more. Uh, Zay Flowers as a speed option, maybe? Hmm. I like Jack Campbell. I want to pull Jack Campbell into the mix here. You want to pull, even though... Iowa linebacker. He's at least the third highest linebacker on the board. Oh, come on, man. I mean, look, you don't complain to me this is the consensus board he's a true mike he's wow, a true the mike they need a true mike 58 in there he is linebacker three Ugh. the other two guys are way ahead all right who else i think linebacker is a is a good shout i'm just 
I don't know which My, one. The top linebacker on this board is Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He's number two on this one, one behind Trenton Simpson. Fine. Add Trenton Simpson. I'm not saying, no, like Drew Sanders, that's, that's the highest consensus consensus. Uh, so <sighs> Drew Sanders. Not a, whatever. That's fine. Drew Sanders. Add in, uh, do you have Miles Murphy? Yeah. I would put Brzee as well. So Zay Flowers or Osiris Torrance? Uh, they could go guard. They could always go guard. Always in Buffalo, but they want. There's a lot of receiver buzz there. Not not everybody wanted just Deontay Hardy. They want some more speed guys uh-huh. to go opposite Stephon Diggs. I mean, sure. I'd Give say him, put Zay Flowers in there. <clears throat> Get the guard later. Get perhaps. the guard later. Always. So Buffalo. I think. Do you think people are going to overreact to the Bills this offseason? You go from a couple AFC championships. You're on the cusp. Sorry, they weren't. No, they've lost in the divisional round the last two years, right? But last year, they were the favorite. They were the team that was going to win last year. Mm -hmm. And you lose in the divisional round to the Bengals. Are we going to be souring on the Bills a little bit too much going into this year where they're same squad, a lot of the same guys, same ability to beat the Bengals or the Chiefs in any given week? They did beat the Chiefs during the regular season last year. Are we going to be too low on the Bills going into the season? Um. I mean, I don't think they're going to be the consensus favorite the way they were last season, but I doubt if anybody will have them outside of, you know, the few favorites that you're listing. Like, they, maybe they're behind Kansas City and Cincinnati in the AFC. Would they be behind anybody else? They'll still be favorites for the AFC East, which is a pretty brutal division. I think the only question's the Ravens, if they have Lamar. Yeah, being or, in that I mix, mean, the, the Chargers, Jets, the Jets, if they get Rodgers, I would yeah. say the Jets, if they have Rodgers, even with Rodgers, are still behind Buffalo in the odds, like whatever that futures bet ends up looking like. Miami with a healthy Tua, man. I mean, I don't think any of those teams are better than the Bills, even the Jets, but they're it's right. a competitive. AFC no, no, it's East. a brutal division, but that's what I'm saying is that they probably still remain the favorite, right? At which point, yeah, they probably have to be third at worst in terms of AFC favorites, so they can't drop that far. We'll hype up the Chargers, as we always do. Always. Have to do it. Um, Particularly with Bijan at running back. 117 votes in on the Bills poll. It looks like Zay Flowers and Miles Murphy are the top two guys right there. Murphy would be interesting. It'd just be this, uh, hey, one of those top, top player on the board type of picks. That would be a pick I feel they really wouldn't feel good about. Like they've just because it's swinging, adding depth with Von Miller and Gregory Rousseau, who are still there for a while. It's also because we keep swinging at this edge rusher thing, and we haven't fixed it yet. And now we're going to take another guy who the consensus doesn't love. It's not. It's not a weakness, though. I mean, Rousseau's good, and Von Miller's great. It's what? It's not a strength. I think it's. I mean, they have a pretty good defensive line. This would be. This would just be adding. I would add Murphy to be this interior rusher. To go with Ed Oliver, when Von Miller to went to go down, with Von Miller and Gregory Rousseau, and that's a pretty good, it's a good match there. When Von Miller went down, they had one of the worst pressure rates in the league. They did not get pressure with the guys. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's so, adding some Von insurance and everything, but Rousseau, etc., did not have not become the players they were supposed to. You would now be bringing in Miles Murphy, a guy that again, like his narrative is a little bit of like, has he become the player he was supposed to, given his ability? All of a sudden, you're sort of continually swinging at these guys. If you're Buffalo, it's something you might need to do, but I, you, I doubt you feel good about that. All right. We can oh, – it's so close here. Miles Murphy, Zay Flowers, it's really close. It's now at – I was about to call the poll. It's called the poll. 200. 200 votes. Point. 200 more, votes. 200 we need 20 votes more votes. 
Two points now. Zay or, Flowers or lock it just right jumped there. up. And they locked it. We locked it. As soon as Zay took the lead, we locked it. Zay Flowers going to Buffalo here. The live thing lies. It was like neck and neck, but when we locked it, it's 3%. More votes are happening. There's yeah. a delay. It's like a TV delay. Like a TV How delay. do you feel about Zay Flowers going to Buffalo here? Uh, I mean, anybody going to an offense that already includes Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, et cetera, it's a good situation for them. Buffalo might want to take Zay just to keep him away from the Chiefs. So they turn him into like a 2000 yak guy. You think? Yeah. I mean, look, the more I like Zay Flowers more when there's just other options. Yeah. When there's, I mean, alternatively, there's Gabriel Davis and there's Stephon Diggs and Deontay Hardy and Dawson Knox. You just have other options. Yeah. Bengals are up on the clock. Uh, Got to have Dewan Jones as an option here. Okay. I think Miles Murphy and Brian Brissett probably should be options here. Okay. Emmanuel Forbes, maybe. As well, or are they? I mean, there is. We keep talking about another tight end going in the first round. They've been mocked Kincaid, Michael Mayer a lot. Who is tight end three? So the fans have they love Darnell Washington. Yes, we have to give the fans an option for Darnell Washington, who's very high on the consensus board, number thirty-three. I would sixty-eight on our board. I would go Sam Laporta as an option too, but I would I would consider Sam Laporta here. Our board has Tanner McKee pretty high, so I'm not sure how much he'd be. You know. Fair points. All right, so Darnell Washington has to be an option here. Yep. Eli, do you have any suggestions? Eli's in there, right? Yeah. Any suggestions there, Eli? Who do you want? Who do we want in there as a Bengals fan? I kind of like Forbes as an option. Dewan Jones, as we said. And I, I think Miles Murphy has to stay up there. Yeah, Murphy should be on there. Dewan Jones should be on there. A tight end, a Darnell Washington should be on there. And then one more. Jameer Gibbs? Well, let's just leave it to Eli. He's in there doing the poll, so he can, yeah, make, whoever, he can name the fourth guy. Whatever you want, man. Whatever you want. It's your squad. A lot you of people Mike. in the chat screaming for Gibbs, you but they Mike were, they were before when they, they voted him fourth. So, you know, who knows? Chat's loving Gibbs here. Uh-huh. A lot, a lot of Gibbs. People, a lot of people love the blocking tight end, Darnell Washington here. Blocking tight end. Washington had more of those uber athletic plays i feel like as a freshman than he did later in his career multiple people have emailed in by the way suggesting that darnell washington moving to tackle is a good plan going forward um i was just curious and i pulled out his mock draftable spider chart and compared him to tackles it's pretty good <laughs> yeah like obviously he loses in weight and bench press which you would expect for a guy that plays tight end not tackle oh we forgot to jones um See, and the people are saying, hey, there's no tackle in the poll. And we're saying, well, yes, there is. There's Darnell Washington. Hmm. But in terms of... We like, forgot Dewan Jones. If you want Dewan Jones or Anton Harrison, write it in. Let's do it. But his measurable numbers... Or NEOT. Almost across the board are quite tackled. Like they would be elite for tackles in pretty much every capacity, including wingspan, arm length. Arm length wouldn't be elite, but it would be, it's above average. All those kinds of things. He'd be really undersized, though. Well, now, yeah, but like you put on weight. Bulk him up a little yeah. bit. I mean, Jason People Peters about was this. the tight end. People joked about this for uh, Eric Armstead, who turned into a very good defensive lineman for the 49ers. But coming out, even coming out of high school, 6'8", crazy length and everything, people wanted to move him to tackle. Yeah. Darnell Washington's winning the poll. People are voting for, for the tackle. For fun. Yeah, look, as I said, late in the draft, there's like 10 options. By the way, so my... 
I don't think it's crazy necessarily to say that Darnell Washington is actually an NFL tackle rather than an NFL tight end, but you don't do that to players that are supposed to go in the first or second round. Like Jason Peters moved from tight end to tackle. He was undrafted. Right. That's, that makes sense. We like did that freak athlete. He became a tackle in college. Yeah, but it's like right? you take a freak athlete that you think might be something else, and you, but you do that to like late round flyers that you know, haven't established themselves as good players at something else. You don't do that to guys that are threatening to go in the first round. The people are uh, reporting the poll. They're upset. The consensus board have in Washington that high. We, I, I see him at 30 on my consensus board. Yeah. I think, it, I think it would be a reach. The consensus I, loves Darnell Washington. My mind was blown with Darnell Washington when, when I sort of discovered where he was on the consensus. I assumed Darnell Washington, based off looking at him a bit, was a mid-round pick at best. And I was like, oh, he actually surprised me at the Combine by showing a bit more than this mid-round ability I gave him credit for. And then you turn around, it's like, he's what? He's a fringe first-rounder? Well, that's crazy. Like, I wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> no matter how much he surprised me with his ability as a receiver, I still think the fringe uh, first round is nuts. People are upset. A lot of them wanted the tackle. We may have forgotten Dewan Jones. Well, we got to go with the votes, right? I mean, why don't you just run off between Washington and Darnell Jones, or Don- Dewan Jones? Quick runoff. All right. Darnell Washington and Dewan Jones. Well, we, we need to the know. next one. Run. Need to know. Or Anton Harrison. Or Anton Harrison. Stop it. Can't have a three way uh, runoff here. Can't. Dewan Can't. Jones. Jones or Darnell Washington. Quick runoff. I know who I want. I know my pick. Yeah. I want to be the third biggest man in Cincinnati. The third. Yeah. Are you behind Orlando Brown and Dewan Jones. Oh, Dewan Jones. I was going to say, you're bigger than Darnell Washington, right? Yeah. yeah I am. <laughs> Taller and, uh, wait, what do, you weigh in? what do you weigh in at? I think you're heavier too. No, my playing weight was about 275. Don't, don't care. Current weight is higher. Darnell Washington listed at 264. Oh, he, he plays higher than that. He plays <laughs> much bigger than that. He was also, so, yeah. didn't he only come in at 6'6"? Darnell could sit in these chairs. Yeah. Perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah. The one that's remaining. Oh, the runoff is a runaway. We, we screwed up initially. It's okay, though. Dewan Jones is going to be the guy. There we go. Let's just, let's just wrap it. Dewan Jones Hilarious is the pick. Hilarious tackled tandem net. For the Bears. I mean, for the Bengals. What did I do? Now. We, all right, keep the energy up. We got Miles Murphy. Picks. Brian Berzee, both of them. Will McDonald. Okay. And uh, any other edge for the Saints? Saints are up here at pick 29. And do you think it's just edge? They're taking edges. Okay. Taking an edge. Just leave those guys. So the th- so three edges in Brian Berzee. Mozzie Smith. Yeah. I mean, he's... Real Mozzie on there. Mozzie's actually their most popular draft pick according to the... Uh, really? Draft Real Mozzie Smith on there. So two edges. Saints at 29. think they're going defensive line. Brian Brzee, Miles Murphy, Will McDonald, and Mozzie Smith. So let me just say, on this is interesting because we just tried to get into the mind of every single team. And we've had Miles Murphy on the poll since about pick nine. Since we discovered he was like number 12 on the consensus board. I mean, he, we, we've had him as an option, yeah. right? And I know teams don't, <clears throat> teams don't go and like poll there. They don't go like, oh, we have four, four potential options here. But these are like realistic things. Like Miles Murphy could be the second option for 15 different teams mm-hmm. along the way. But there's just a guy that they like better. We want to take Brian Branch instead. We want to take Deontay Banks instead. We want to take Bijan instead of Miles Murphy. But he's like the second option for all these other teams. And he falls to 29. And we only see that he fell to 29. It's, oh, the league didn't like him. But maybe they did like him. For every other team, if one guy didn't exist, he was the pick at 
12 or 13 or 14. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Like when you look at draft <laughs> position and where guys actually Oh, Miles Murphy's winning this by a runaway. Done. Wrap it up. Miles Murphy is the pick for the Saints. They're sprinting the card in, and he's going to be the pick at number 29 and uh, filling a big need there for the Saints. Eagles up at 30. They drafted Peter Skaronski with pick number 10. Their offensive tackle slash guard, not just offensive guard, according to Steve. Um, so, where do they go? Put Brian Brissy up there as an option. Yep. Uh, Zay's off the board, right? We got that yep. done. Linebacker? Yeah, throw. They don't draft linebackers, man. They're not going to draft linebackers. Why is the entire Eagles narrative just telling you they, they never draft who they don't draft? They don't draft. Yeah, they never draft. They don't draft anybody. Never, never draft bad players. No. Would you throw another lineman on there? Probably not. Mozzie Smith. You can no. They would not another nose tackle. Will McDonald should be on there. Yeah. Any other edges? Probably not. That makes sense. Corner. B.J. Ojolari, people like. Ado Adabari, it's too, too high for Way him. Felix, Anadike Azama. I think it's too early for those guys. Corner would be an option. I know they re-signed both their corners somehow, but they're, that's not a long-term thing, particularly with the money that just got locked into Jalen Hurts. They got Avante Maddox there. They have a slot. I'd be really interested in Cam Smith as a future-proofing cornerback for them. All right, future-proof Cam Smith. Do we throw Jameer Gibbs in there? Sure. Got Jalen Hurts. What do you do with all this Jalen Hurts money now? Got to be cheap at other places. So you got to get high-value positions, not running backs. Uh, you already got your guards, so Noah Cyrus Torrance. Is there anybody else on this big board that we're missing? Not really. Not on mine. No. They're all gone. Mm -hmm. All right. People want Felix instead of Gibbs. FAU? Is that what we call Felix and DK Azama? FAU? Is it? I can't know. call him the same I thing. I just can't stand all those abbreviations. You can't call him the same thing as a college. He's on there. He's made the poll. Like the somebody poll. can't, I don't care what his name is. Somebody can't become USC. Like that's already a thing and it exists I, assigned I to something else. You can't have that. I just can't stand when I don't think anything's mainstream yet and you're just like PJJ. <laughs> Maybe Ohio State message board's been calling Paris Johnson Jr. PJJ for the last five years. But Maybe. I don't know that. Message boards, of course, <clears throat> the... The source of all things intelligent. Paris Johnson was at the Ohio State spring game this weekend. Went yeah. There, went up to the spring game. Did we get clarification on whether uh, Arch Manning is a bust yet? Because according to the message board, he, I heard he had a couple rough reps. First pass was off, so he's yeah. done. I'll tell you this, Ohio State's pass game at the spring game. I was there in person, so it matters a little bit more because I saw it. Of course. It. Smells like nine wins up there. Well, the key is... In Columbus next year. The, the pass game does not look great. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. might be, uh, might be upset. He's not getting the ball. Well, he's, move, he's now doing the thing that Ohio State does, which is move their best player into the slot. Yeah, that was my big takeaway. Marvin Harrison Jr., who people are going to be talking about him going number... They'd be talking about him going number one overall. This year. This year. Right. Like, forget quarterback. We have Marvin I mean, Harrison. This year, it's like there is no Jamar Chase in this draft class. Next year, there will be. It will be Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. And uh, he was working the slot. He's running mesh concepts. He's running over concepts. A lot of the Jackson Smith and Jigba playbooks. Mm -hmm. Should be interesting at Ohio State. If they Only can, they might not have a quarterback. They might not be able to get the ball to him. That'll be annoying. And the offensive, they're losing three starters in the offensive line. And it kind of looked like it. Like, if they had Stroud back next year, he would go for 2,000 yards from the slot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Brian Brzee's winning this. Brian Brzee. 
Defensive tackle from Clemson. He's an interesting prospect, man. There was times where he was yeah. looked at as a top 10, former five-star, less than 1,000 snaps in his career. Good pass rusher. Hasn't been great against the run. But uh, he's going to Philadelphia because they love stocking up on pass rushers there. Mm. Now the Chiefs. Chiefs are on the clock. Edge rushers. Uh, Will McDonald, the fourth. Felix. Anadike Azama. Mm-hmm. FAU, apparently. FAU. Um, where else could they go here? Tackle Anton Harrison. Yeah. Throw Anton Harrison there as a potential right tackle. And mm-hmm. do we throw a receiver into the mix here? Who would be the next receiver? Jalen Hyatt? Could go Jalen Hyatt. As, so the my consensus board, where does Hyatt? My consensus board. 38 for Jalen Hyatt. Mine has 37. Yeah. Mine. Throw, Arif's. Throw him in there. 37 is Hyatt, who is the next receiver off the board on this board. Deep threat. Josh so Downs is I would go 40. Josh Downs. Josh Downs is at 40, and we both. Oh, he's at 51 on mine. Had him ranked higher. Yeah. Uh, then there's a drop. Cedric Tillman is the next one. What if they went tight end? Sam Laporta. Oh. Bit of a... Uh, Keon White as an edge. All right, so let's... Do we have enough picks? Do we have enough selections? If we decided who they were. Will McDonald, uh, Anton Harrison... It's already up. It's already up. Felix, Jalen Hyatt is in there. And Jalen Hyatt. It's the last pick. I'm voting Felix. Of the first round. We'll take, so we'll take a little two-minute break. We'll come back for uh, round two. <laughs> you can do that. I, I won't be here. <laughs> what if I just do that? Yeah. What if we record a round a day? Just keep going. I'll do round two. Just hundreds of people watching you right now. You just keep keep rocking. We'll do round three on Wednesday. Uh huh. No, you just stay alive. Just go till you hit seven rounds. <coughs> I love it. Let's do it. Make a pick. Let's wrap this thing up. Ah, it looks like it's going to be Anton Harrison. Hmm? Anton Harrison's the guy. Pick thirty-one, not thirty-two, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And our draft is concluded. Final. Let's save that image. We'll tweet it out. And we'll say, this is the viewer mock draft. I'm not going to read out all the picks. But uh, it's up on the screen for people to see. And uh, we'll tweet it out from our Twitter account. And everybody will be able to see it. It'll be a lot of fun. This Mm -hmm. is all you. Worst mock ever. From you, our viewers. The worst mock ever is the one by our This will never happen. Never. No. Guarantee. 90% 90% of this is wrong. None of them, in fact. At will. least 80%. Mm-hmm. So good job, viewers. Really good job. Worst mock I've ever seen. It's great. But we had a lot of fun. No, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate everybody. We got Hit that thumbs up on the way out. A lot I mean, more look, people did. Highlights, despite us not driving it, Christian Gonzalez slipped to 14. Yeah. That's not my fault. Some of our influence and others not. Tyree uh, Wilson still goes at eight. Hendon Hooker got into the first round, 23 to the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Brian Branch slipped to 24. We both would have had him 10 Steel picks higher. Jags. Jordan Addison still remains a first-round wide receiver, 25, and ahead of Zay Flowers. Some of the highlights, you're gonna, like the Bills add Zay Flowers, somebody's wide receiver one at 20. Like Somebody's going to love that pick. I mean, look, you got to look at the teams that had multiple first-round draft picks, I think. That's always a good spot. So, you know. Uh, Detroit come out of this with Devon Witherspoon and Kalijah Kansi. That's a home run for them. The Eagles come out of it with Skaronski and Brian Brzee. That's pretty good. Houston gets their quarterback and wide receiver, C.J. Stroud and uh, uh, Quinton Johnston. Uh, who else has two first-round picks? Seattle, Jalen Carter, and who else do we give the Seahawks? Lucas Van Ness. So pretty good day for the teams with multiple first-rounders. Yeah, this was fun. 
And look, obviously we were limited by only having four choices, but you can only like, at the top of the draft, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like hey, Bryce, I pick the quarterbacks. By the time you get to twenty-five, it's like yeah, of course. There's fifteen different picks they could. Cole Strange went in the first round last year, people. Cole Strange. Yeah, it's difficult to come up with the uh, the crazy one because he would have to be in the poll. Yeah, and then he, somebody would have to. You know. Nobody had Cole Strange in the first round last year. Whether right. it was right or wrong, doesn't matter. Like nobody predicted it. So nobody. That's what's going to happen. Anyway, we got a great week. It's the week before the draft. So, a lot yeah. of NFL draft talk. I think Mike Renner and uh, Trevor coming in tomorrow. Yeah. To fill in for us. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have a little uh, It's Just Football reunion on the show tomorrow. You and I will be back on Wednesday. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We'll see you again later this week.